So, uh, drunken pit stop fuel man. <laughs> and uh, apparently Ganassi's most disposable fueler. And Kiwi. Steve Goff. If you could describe your dinner with racers in one word, what would it be? Too Mackey. Too Mackey. What? Was, it, was that some weird New Zealand? It, it, it's Maori for too much. Too much. Not, too much. not in a negative way, though. You, oh. know, like, oh, you guys are too much, you know? Okay. Right, yeah. I accept that. Yeah, that's very too, nice. Too Mackey. That's two words. Too Mackey. It's one Once. thing. It is. Are you making this word up? No. Does this mean something else no, that we're going to hear about later? You can Google it. <laughs> <laughs> And now for Dinner with Racers, presented by Continental Tire. With your hosts, Ryan Eversley and Sean Heckman. Placeholder radio And we are back for another edition of Dinner with Racers. My name's Ryan Eversley. Hey, I'm Sean Heckman. Did I do that too soon? It's fine. So okay. uh, we are quickly moving along here. We are just miles away from Atlanta, Georgia, where we are wrapping up an 8,000-mile journey across 20 states that took four weeks. Remember when we used to do like 20,000 miles? <sighs> and uh, <laughs> also that you could hear more free podcasts. we got a dozen of these rolling out. You're just over it. Just cranking them. Just cranking. So we went down to Florida to meet up with a bunch of people in the sport and uh, this was somebody that I wanted personally because I've worked with him for a couple of years now, Mr. Steve Goff, who I only know him as Kiwi Steve. I actually call him Steve Z and also sometimes just Steve. But he is a longtime member of Honda Performance Development who I technically work with with the Acura programs and the Honda City program. So I've known Steve for a long time, very quiet, doesn't say a whole lot. Keeps to himself, but is one of the best working guys in our spot in our paddock. Now, Steve is absolutely not a known name, so you probably saw Steve Goff on the list and went, I don't know who that is, uh, which is exactly why we wanted to get him. As many of you know, we like to sometimes spot the the less celebrated characters who have been a big part of the sport, and Steve absolutely fits that. This is a mechanic who has been on every kind of cool program you can imagine. Uh, hey. Ryan. Yes. You remember those uh, late 80s eras of McLaren F1? I believe they're called the heyday. The heyday. Right. Um, Iron Senna. Yeah. Alain Prost. Mm-hmm. Gerhard Berger. Yeah. 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 Steve was right in the middle of that. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Right. And you wouldn't know it because he'd never tell you because the guy just keeps to himself, does his job. And uh, we didn't actually know this about him until the day before. And I've worked with this guy for four or five years now. So that was really neat to find out. Hey, Sean. Huh. Uh, what was that uh, Italian guy's name that won all those IndyCar champ car races? Uh, Luigi Bibbidi Bobbidi. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Oh, you mean Alex Zanardi? Zanardi, right? Alex yeah, Zanardi. Him. Yeah, yeah. Did he work on that car? Yeah, I think he worked on that car too. Oh, weird. And Mike Hall referred to him as one of the uh, basically creators of the Ganassi lifestyle of how to win. So if you don't know Steve Goff by the end of this episode, you never will because we covered everything. Won an Indy 500 with Juan Montoya. You know, just that one Indy 500 win with Juan Montoya, the rookie. And is now just sort of a specialist within the Honda community of just working on all kinds of different programs. The way you like to put it is if Steve Goff is working on your car, something's wrong. Something's wrong because they brought in the big guns. Yeah, exactly. They called in the wolf. They brought in the wolf. So we went down to Harbor City Diner, Melbourne, Florida on uh, National Youth Confidence Day? These are not made up. Where do you get these? Uh, resources. Okay. I had the chicken teriyaki bowl. And I had the uh, waffle-flavored chicken sandwich. Right. It did look delicious. Yeah, really. Waffle th- the waffle-flavored chicken sandwich with bacon. Now, uh, a couple of things you're going to hear about on this episode are McLaren F1 driver pranks. 
uh, you'll hear about the official drink of McLaren F1, late 80s. Speaking of drinking, why you shouldn't go to the fan midway on a rain delay. Brazil. And uh, Chip Ganassi's parking policy? Yeah, Chip Ganassi's parking policy. Yeah, he gets a little fired up about some stuff. Some things. Who would have thought? Uh, <laughs> yeah. But speaking of getting fired up, you know who gets fired up? Our fans, because they love our sponsors. Ha-ha, <laughs> Segway. <laughs> Buying stuff. Buying stuff like Continental Tires. Continental Tires. Continental Tires. And Acuras. Acuras. And Hondas. And Acuras and Hondas and Continental Tires. Continental Tires. Continental Tires. Thanks again to Tony Stewart for driving us. Thanks, Smoke. Seriously, you idiots. I have to go pee. Okay. Okay. Same right. same joke. Yep. Never getting old. Nope. Steve Goff. Meow. All right. We're going to start in five, four, three, two. Oh, look at this. He brought oh, stuff. He's come with He brought. Whoa. What are those? He's come the, with pieces. Are those what I think those are in the little boxes? Yeah. Wow. All right, buddy. Good to see you, too. This is Sean. Hey, Sean. No Steve. Steve. It's Angela. Hey, Sean. Nice to meet you. Hi, I'm Ryan. <laughs> yeah, pop the seat. There you go. How are you? Wonderful. Great. You're a Kiwi originally. Yes. But you Still. live in... Well, I, I, I've seen you post on Facebook that you're a proud American. I did? Yeah. I must have been drunk or something. Well, I, think, <laughs> I think it was because it was a it was a woman, cartoon woman in an American flag bikini. Very, oh, uh, that would do it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I was like, I'm going to give him a hard time about that. So, hmm. so you're Kiwi. Angela, you didn't hear that. Yeah. That was, that was that years, was what, that years, years ago. ago. Years, years ago. ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know. So, but since I've known you, you lived in California. Yes. Because you work with HPD. Yes. And now you live in Florida. Yes. And we just got done with Petit Le Mans a few weeks ago. Uh, or a week ago now. It was like literally, literally like ago. less than seven days But ago. this is your first trip back home, home to Florida. Yes. Okay. Yes. So Angela clearly won was the battle of who's moving where. Well. I didn't even have to ask. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. He, was, he just Here done with California. Well, you know, yeah. Apart from this aspect of it, yeah. which is the most important part, right? There's also a logistical part of this thing, too, because yeah. I spent... 92 days in Florida? Right. This year. Yeah. Right. yeah as yeah. opposed to 65 in California where I actually lived. Yep. Yeah. Right? right. So it didn't make any sense. Right. And so any more living, I mean, I live in Pasadena, and, and yeah. uh, living in California, if you're going to do anything in sports car or Indy car, isn't very sensible because there's only like three races right. in the Western time zone. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. And so I've done this for two years, and I looked at it twice, yeah. and I actually made a, a spreadsheet about this whole thing. And then I looked at my calendar, and I wrote my calendar as if I lived in Florida, sure. and, I, and I showed it to our guys, our bosses at work, and I'm like, does this make any sense to you? And they're like, well, not really. Right, right. <laughs> so I said, here's what I'm going to do. Right. I'm going to give this a go, right? And I know there's some challenges, and there's going to be some things that are on me, sure, but, sure. you know, it kind of works out, because I'm, you know, we're like an hour and ten from Daytona, two hours yeah, from right. Sebring. Yeah. There's a perfectly good airport right here in, in yeah. Melbourne, yeah. nine minutes from the house. International airport, I saw. And, uh, yeah. International, yep. And then if I had to go to Orlando, it's an hour. So, sure, you know, not the other yeah. world. And, and Atlanta last week, hour and 20 minutes. I was on a plane, I got off a plane, that was it. That's yeah. a five hour, you yeah. know, oh, yeah. flight. It's Plus the three hour drive. Right, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. to get to where <laughs> you to live in yeah. LA. Right, well, yeah, yeah, right, it right. doesn't matter what you do. Yeah. If you're not on the 405 by 5 a.m., you're done. Yeah. If yep. my flight's at 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, mm -hmm. I still have to be on the 405 at 5. Yeah. yeah. You know, so. No thanks. 
I got nine yeah. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, nine minutes. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see how that part of it works out. Yeah, this was good though. Sure. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna have to get a background on you because obviously you and I work together. Yes. But our fans might not know who you are. Although I'm actually I'm kind of pissed at you because you basically <laughs> yeah, and doing our research because like Ryan's been been trying That's to push you for a couple of years now. And, and like, I've been yeah, telling him too, and he's like, ah, yeah, man, man. Like, then, come on, man. It's logistics. That's <laughs> yeah, fair. That's fair. Yeah, and then we started looking you up, and we and we both made contact with a few uh, mutual friends uh, who who would have worked with you in the past. Well, I have friends. Okay, uh, former employees, co-workers. or, or yeah. maybe yeah, coworkers, yeah. acquaintances, yeah. and right. uh, <laughs> some some of them might be in those that pile. Of, I don't believe it. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. Are those Indy five hundred wing rings? Yeah, but say there's all kinds of stuff. I bought those for you, right? Just. Okay, I'm actually one of the full of stuff. This photo that's just happened to be peeking out is one of the reasons I'm going to give you a load of shit here in a minute. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's the one yeah. from last night. We, yeah. It's on your Facebook page. What? Yeah. So, literally, because uh, yeah. you've known him for how long, Ryan? Uh, four four years now? I think we worked together on the, started H- the TLA H- and, stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, but yeah. in your four years, you never learned as much about his history until looking him up last night. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I try to stay off the radar. Well, that's yeah. the thing. Like, because, <laughs> so one of the things I learned about you that you admitted to, because, and this is how I figured it out, is that we were, I think we were tested at Sebring at the NSX like two years ago, yeah. way, way before it came out. And uh, you have a laptop that you put in the front of the trailer because you didn't sit in the back with the engineers. Right. You kind of stood up in the front right. and stayed out of the way. And uh, you had a laptop with a screensaver. Kids, a screensaver is a thing that people used to put up so it wouldn't show you're working on. <laughs> Because <laughs> I was like, oh, that's kind of cute. He's still using a screensaver. And then uh, uh, I mean, it was like cycling through a bunch of photos of like military stuff and whatever. So I, I assume maybe I had a military background ever. But then it got to a picture of you and Montoya and Ganassi at the 500. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, why is that? Is that you? And you're like, yeah, I think you're the car chief yep. on that car yep. at the 500, the yep. Indianapolis 500 that you won, yeah, which you'd never. The first time won one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Never mentioned anything about it whatsoever. And I'm like, <laughs> whoa, what's that about? And you're like, oh, just, you know. That won the Indy 500 with Montoya. It's like, hey, hey, that's like, my life. Let's hear some more stories. Like, well, see, that's my on, life. I've been so lucky yeah. to be involved with so many cool damn things. Right. That that you know, I'm just blessed. I'm, my life yeah. has just been one of those things that I wish I was me sometimes. And then I go, oh, <laughs> I am me. You know. <laughs> so this is going great. <laughs> this is pretty cool. <laughs> okay, so you're a sandbagging son of a bitch. Yep. Um, <laughs> there's a picture of you and uh, what's the guy's name? Uh. From Brazil, um, Brazilian kid uh, was pretty uh, successful in Formula One. Senna, uh, yeah, <laughs> that dude, yeah, that, yeah, I remember that him. dude, I remember yeah. Him. yeah, and then that's the picture that's poking out right there, I believe. You, you, you with the sweet mustache, yeah. we will, we will, yeah, um, mustache. So yes, yeah, um, it was okay back then. Hey, you had a mustache like four years ago, did I? Yeah, you did. Yeah. That might have been a little goatee, actually. Mm-hmm. If you said yeah, then yeah. you might have been listening. That. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but apparently it was like McLaren Honda heyday of the late 80s. Right. With those Halcyon A couple days of pretty stuff. good drivers yeah. you guys had and some yeah, success. Yeah, we won a few races. We, right. we, we did. So, a couple of them. so from now on, you are a sandbagging son of a bitch because <laughs> you never mentioned that. And I'm pretty sure you know we'd be into it. Okay. So farthest back your, your Facebook goes is boat and crazy boat racing in, uh, and I'm assuming in New Zealand. Yes. So just give me the, let's okay. go Steve Goff from like childhood to man, heroics. A lot of it's in there actually over in that pile. But I like cars. Yeah. I love boats. Okay. 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 Is it a car household? No, not okay. at all. My, my, my dad was a builder. My, my, my okay. He had two jobs and my mother had three. You know, we okay. kids and trying to keep it all together sure. and stuff. Right. And it, it kind of started with my grandfather. But, uh, and that's a, kind of a different story, but the boat thing is something like that 
<coughs> down there, we raced anything and everything that moved. Right. So in the wintertime, you did this. The summertime, you did that. You yeah. know, saloon car racing, open wheel racing, drag racing, rallying, boat racing. Yeah. So whatever the season was. You know, and I had friends that did all. We all did the same. <laughs> we just moved from one right. thing to another. Right. Like Harvey. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I loved water skiing and things. And so eventually it was like... Um, Okay, so we've got to get out of this motor racing. It's costing too much money, and you know, let's just like have our weekends off, go water skiing. So sure. you know, get a boat, buy a boat, go water skiing. Hey, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Hang out at the beach, right. know, water skiing. Uh, boat's not fast enough. <laughs> well, of course. So you yeah. put a bigger engine. Of course. Eventually, the boat's not big enough for the engine, so you get a bigger, <laughs> bigger boat. boat. And then right. the bigger boat gets a bigger engine. Then you go, pretty cool. cool to race this thing, wouldn't it? So that's that's kind of that's right. started. Okay. And so we did. But you know, those things are like, you know, we end up with you know, big block twin turbo oh Jesus yeah like engines how to really hurt yourself right. on a one. and then, then yeah. all of a sudden we're doing world championship races and things yeah. and winning them and doing that kind of stuff so and I, I so I've never been in New Zealand <coughs> but from what I'm told Kiwi culture even today are on the adventurous side yeah so how insane were you people because in, when was this like early 80s yeah late yeah. 70s early late 80s, 80s yeah. Yeah. yeah so how crazy were you people then the thing is I just consider it normal Sure. Other people I consider it crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. And Angela's heard some stories. She's like, you guys are crazy. And she calls yeah, yeah. me the crazy Kiwi, right? Yeah. And I'm like, why? <laughs> what? <laughs> Normal. Yeah. I'm middle of the road. Yeah, yeah. I, I am. Yeah. I, I'm calm. I've calmed down considerably. Sure. You, you know? Sure. You're kind of playing with racing boats, and then it yep. becomes like a real thing. Like, you guys are entering actual races yeah. and, like, competing. Yep. And so at what point do you switch to cars? Well, it was that was just the back and forth between seasons. Oh, okay. We, we right. always did the same. Uh, all the okay. same so stuff, there's like boating know. season. And yeah, then exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Winter, summer, you know, what it was. It was just, okay, that that, that series is done. Yeah. What's next? Back yeah, into sure. the rally car, back into the, yeah. you know, this thing. And, I, you know, way back, uh, and that little pamphlet right there on the top, it says 12th International. Whip that out there. Okay. Everybody always asks me, how did you start motor racing? Well, sure. that's it right there. The International that is Lady Wigram Trophy Race. Yeah, that's the program from the first race that I ever went to, 1966. I thought I was nine at the time, but apparently I was seven. So if you open the middle page, look at the names <coughs> on that list there. Look okay. at the top, top we, one. We got a oh. young man named Jim J. Clark. J. Clark, never yeah. heard of him. Richard Atwood, Frank Gardner. I don't know DJ Marwood. I heard, I know Jay Stewart. I believe that's uh, Jackie, the Scottish guy. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So even a Jay Jesus. Palmer. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So my my grandfather was the uh, head of maintenance at the Air Force Base where they held this race. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so he got me in for free. So he took me as a seven year old. Here, said, here, here's some money. I'll pick you up at the end of the day. And so I wandered around watching all these race cars. People I had never heard of, Jackie Stewart, you know, whatever. Who the Jim Clark? I don't know who they were. Mm-hmm. But that was it. I was just like gobsmacked the whole time and that kind of started it and from that point on I had my parents take me and my friends to the local racetrack every time there was a race meeting we'd go and spectate and watch everything drag racing circuit racing you, you name it whatever it was so we, we did it year after year after year and it, so I've been around it for you know I'm 59 I'm you know, sure. heading for 60 soon yeah, right. <laughs> so Basically, for fifty-something years of my life, I've been just around. Been that always around that it. Thing. Exactly yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and but I never considered it was different. It was just normal to me. So that, that's kind of where this whole normal thing comes from. Right. It's like I've always been around it. Always. When you're uh, tinkering with cars, at what point are you like, hey, I'd like to make some money at this, or like, I need to, I need to actually start making money at this because I'm putting so much time <laughs> into it. A, a lot of it revolved around what was going on in New Zealand at the time. The economy was very good. Sure. You know, I bought some land, wanted to build a house, had the house designed couldn't really 
you know, get the money together to do it. So it's like, now's the time to go away, see the world, come back, and, and do all that kind of crap. So I went away. I traveled, you know, all over the place. Right. Australia and into the um, Mauritius and places like that in the Indian Ocean and Africa. I lived in South Africa for a while. Uh, moved north, went to Europe, lived in the UK. Then I saw it. I was reading Autosport, and I saw it uh, like an ad in the back right. for Rolt. Rolt cars. Yeah, R-A-L-T, R-A-L-T. right? Yep, yep. Hey, you need people in the, you know, assembly shop. I'm like, huh. So I gave them a call. That's easy. Shot down there and <laughs> had an interview and they went, yeah, sure, you know. Come yeah. It was, God, we used to work some hours. And I'm sure. Yeah. So we, they, back in those days, they produced like 130 cars a year between the Super Vs, Formula 3s, and Atlantics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're all open wheel cars. Yep. Like a, so... Uh, that's how it kind of went. And so I did all that. And then at the same time, you know, they had a works team, the Formula 2 guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Jonathan Palmer, Mike Thackwell was there back in those days. Yeah. And, and, and uh, so they said, well, maybe you can help us out with that too. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So I worked on the F2 cars and then I went to the works team. Right. So as a, as a race mechanic. And then in the off season, we would build all the prototypes for the F3 cars and we'd have to build our own works F2, F3, right. cars. So you, you, you made the tubs. Right. We had a from the ground sheets up. of aluminum, yeah. punch holes and bent car, them, yeah. bonded the honeycomb to them. Right. You know, all that. I, I remember welding all of the roll hoops, all yeah. the suspension, all of the fuel systems, sure. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And awesome. again, it was like, he could do it, just let him go. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. sorted. Yeah, right. exactly. So <coughs> that, that's kind of my, you know, my leaving New Zealand and then getting paid for the stuff. Right. Then it was that, well, that was it, you know. Sure. Once I knew I could be paid for it. Ah. Yeah, it's easy now. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, it is no problem. It Just was easy. Playing with cars. Back then we had, uh, let me see, uh, Mike Thackle, mm-hmm. um, John Nielsen, yep. then uh, Roberto Moreno. And we, we kind of went through a whole bunch of these guys sure. over, over time. So you're with, you're with one of the top F3000 teams. <coughs> how, does, how do you end up at McLaren? Um, was McLaren your first F1 team? Yes, okay. and only one. Uh, well, good job. If you're yeah, going to do it. You pick them. <laughs> right. If you're going to do it. So, uh, back in the roll days, there, were, there was a guy called Bruce Carey who was the engineer. He's an Australian guy. Okay. Self-taught engineer. One of the most brilliant guys I've ever worked with. He was awesome. He would never, ever go to a big team. He hated it. He just wanted to do his own thing. Okay. Let, let, and Ron used to let him run with it. You know? Sure. So, Bruce... Uh, Steve Holman was the guy who was kind of like the marketing guy at Rolt at the time. And then there was a guy, you might know this name, Trevor Cullen, who was yeah. this young teenage kid. who have heard of Trevor Cullen. Yeah, yeah, he was in yeah. the past department yeah. and did stuff. And there was me. So the four of us kind of, we left Rolt and went and started this F3 team. Okay. That was Holman Racing. Okay. And so it was Steve's. Now, you know, we ran a couple of Formula 3 cars, Gary Brabham, Ross Hockenhull. And it was, you know, Fledgling days. And, and, of course, that team went on to... Uh, Bruce actually designed an F3 car. They built it himself, a carbon tub. Okay. I used to go in and fabricate stuff for them, you know. But it was that time when I was... I needed something a little bit more than that. I needed right. to more stability because I had young, a young baby. At the right, time, right, yeah, sure. And so the McLaren thing was... in. I, I talked to them once about something, and I, I'd seen it... That there was a job advertised in Autosport, you know. Yeah. So back to that. I called up... Uh, the guy you talk to is a team manager, right? You just call him straight up, right? Sure, right. Dave yeah. Ryan. 
Okay, yeah, sure. Come and have an interview. So I, you know, go down to McLaren. I'm like, holy hell, and the whole right. grail of everything. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he looked at me and went, he looked, and this is for a fabricator's position. Okay. Now I could fabricate stuff, right? And he, so he looked at me and went, so if you went to a race and we asked you to build uh, an oil catch tank and then you built it and then the car came back and the fabrication department critiqued it, would you be able to do without them saying any negative? I went, hell no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, said, he said, good. <laughs> he, said, he said, because that's kind of where we are. That's the kind of you know, person we need. We need someone that's their job. You know, that's mm -hmm. the thing. Right? And he said, but he said, I'm interested to, to kind of hang on to your stuff here because, you know, you know, whatever. And I'll, and I'll, you know, we'll, we'll talk maybe later on, which okay. kind of happened. Right. And he called me up one day and said, hey, look, we've got, we've got a position on the test team here if you're interested. That towards the end of the year and it was that was the thing you know they had some benefits they had some stuff you know right. go with the young family and these <coughs> were the days when a test team was an actual oh, team that was out oh, testing it, all the time yeah. it's nothing like no, today no no yeah. no it was like full time mm -hmm. yeah, you, know, you had a full time driver a full time crew everything yeah. was like yeah. Yeah. professional yeah. racing team it was bigger than most people's race teams exactly right you know? yeah. and and we were busy as hell yeah. so that, that's kind of how I went there and then I did that for a little bit and they went you know Steve you've got a, you know opening on race team you should come okay Let's just do that then. Okay. But at the same time, we, I was working with Alan McNish and Jonathan Palmer and, and Manny Pirro and, yeah. you know, all those guys, you know, and they would come and test and we'd do all crazy stuff. And on those pictures there, you yeah. see some of it. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of how that whole McLaren thing started out. Sure. What year was your first year at McLaren on the test team? 88. 88. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Good time to be there. Good time it to be there. It was pretty damn good. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think we won 15 out of 16 races that year. <laughs> yeah. How many? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was all because of the uh, stuff testing. that was developed in testing. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. Okay, so your first year at McLaren, you're yeah. on the test team, and then you switched over to the race team. Mm -hmm. What was your position on and on which car? Or is that, was it separate now, like where it's like you're on this car and you're on this car? Yes. Or was it, okay, yep, so it was separate then. I was on Burger's car then. Okay. Um, um, Burger, sure. Yep. In 89? Yes. 89? Uh, that would have been 90. 90? 89 was still sent on Pro. I can't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't leave a mark. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes some of these things are a blur. I like to yeah. think yeah, I remember yeah. everything, but I don't know. Whatever it was. So, um, what was your job title when you first? Mecha I was a mechanic. Yeah, okay. Me so me Racing mechanic. Okay. And I worked on the uh, front end of the car. Right. And so yeah, not too different from how it is now then. You got no, front end it's, guys. It's pretty similar. Yeah. 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 yeah they, they do a lot more rotation these days. But sure. um, back then, there, were, there weren't the restrictions, you know, testing and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. We had 16 races which was kind of standard yeah right we still did some of the testing um, that we would do and, and but it was it, it's that place was I mean if you look at it back then it was viewed as being a very cold and standoffish kind of thing because right? it yeah. was like Ron was yeah he was the man yeah and he was a dictator yeah in a lot of ways I knew him as a different person than that he was if you had issues, if you had something, and, and uh -huh. I didn't, but I've seen people that did, he would make it right. He right. would do anything for you. Okay. Right, whatever. But he demanded a lot of everybody. Sure. He always said, you never want to be the weak link. Okay. Yeah. So there's always this thing. And there was that whole thing about, Ron's the kind of guy, you either liked him or hated him. Sure. You know, I liked the guy a lot. Yeah. You know, absolute respect. And no matter what happened subsequently, I, this is from my own personal yeah. experience. Yeah. But but he demanded a lot because he knew you could do it, and he did it as well. Right. He he said he's, he told us once he, he he said he felt physical pain if they if he didn't win. 
Yeah, that's heat driven yeah. to the to the extreme. Yeah. And so we got pushed to the to extreme. That level. Yeah. Which is why I ended up a few years later going, Oh God, you know, I'm gonna die here. I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna move. So now nowadays it's a bit different. But you know, I remember we went to a test in Imola. For, we went to one one day test. We were still there nine days later. Wow. We extended it by a day every time. Until you got it right kind of thing? Every time. Yeah. Okay, just kept going. And in the end, I, I said to the, to the test team chief mechanic, Indy, it was a nickname back then, I said, Indy, I said, you know, the car just came in and it went back out. I Honestly, I just don't remember what I, I don't remember what I did to it. Yeah. I yeah. have no idea. I'm just like a blur at this yeah, point. I, yeah. I said, I'm... Uh, yes, I know. Yeah, so <laughs> me, me either. <laughs> At the end of the day, they called it. So we're going home. You know, like, oh my God. So, but that was it. You know, you had to give yeah. everything, and and it was good. And a lot. Of, obviously, we had a lot of success, yeah, right? Absolutely. So yeah. If you look at that formula, then hey, it worked. <coughs> but but um, I, it's not sustainable. No. Yeah, that no. kind of thing. Well, and you still had a young family at this point. How is that? How's that going? <coughs> My daughters uh, in their th young thirties. No, no, no. I mean, at the time. Oh, at, at the, the time. time. Yeah. At, like, so, like, your family's no, no. very young at this point, and you're spending, you know, That's nine days more than you thought in, in Italy. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I remember it as being okay. <laughs> <laughs> On your because side. Maybe that's the way I wanted it's it to be. Yeah. Racer right there. <laughs> but no, I, but I, I think at the end of this, like, the girls are now, you know, thirty and thirty-one. If I talk to them about it now, they're like, you know, what? it was no big deal. Because that's what they—that's how they were born into part of the deal, And they didn't understand that they were missing something. But but see, there was a plus side of that too, because the days I got off were days that I wouldn't normally get off. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I was there doing things with them that other fathers sure. couldn't necessarily yeah. do. Yeah. 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 When, <coughs> when I started at McLaren, there were uh, 75 of us okay. in the whole place. Right. When I left, there were 300, and now it's you know, yeah. whatever, whatever. And, it is. and how long was that? From from seventy five to three hundred, what was that about? Uh, four years. Yeah. Holy crap! Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's incredible. Yeah. That's explosive. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It was. It was. Uh, everybody knew everybody. Now I don't think they do. Sure. Yeah. But you know, yeah. funny things. There's still people that I work with are still there. Oh, sure. And okay. but Ron's whole thing was, I'm building this so that everybody in this place can retire out of here. Right. That was his. That was his concept. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of got derailed a little bit but that's the way those things do when they grow up to be well, that you know, so big yeah. well the yeah. thing was you know I, I remember him saying we, we he called a like a, a company meeting one day and, he, and he, we had it in the one of our restaurants because we had several <laughs> uh, he said look I'm a mechanic um, I started out in this industry as a mechanic I worked my way through you know I got to the point where I could you know acquire this company and we, you know, try to build it up he said but I've got to the point where now I don't know how to take it any further he said I'm at the end of my own personal ability to make this any better or bigger um, and so I'm going to find somebody who can run the company and help grow it in ways that I don't know how and I want you to know that you know I'm still a racing guy I'm still you know whatever yeah and but he admitted that you know he was like yeah. and that's that takes a lot yeah you know to do that you know yeah. okay I'm, I, I don't know how to go any further well, he, he headhunted a guy called Martin Whitmarsh, and Martin Whitmarsh's <laughs> career at that point was always vertical, his, his career path was like yeah, that. Yeah, right. And so he came on and ran the company. Ron ran the race team kind of thing. 
and and that's a you know it's kind of I go back to that whole respect thing. I got to respect the guy that does says that in front of all sure. of his employees. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, said, yeah. I'm, I'm at an end. I'm Especially stuck in this industry, yeah. no one ever yeah. admits yeah. that they no. know what they're talking about. No, no, no. Yeah. I mean, yeah. which is weird. Egos normally aren't a thing no, in racing. No, not motorsports. No, sports. no. 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 no I've never <laughs> seen one. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't have one. What? I have an ego. But I have an ego. So, give us an amazing Santa story because you held out on me all these years. So, were you ever on his car? Yes. Wow. Yeah. God damn. How dare you? We, we, we worked bitch. back and forth. So you're there 88 to 93? Was that? 88 to 92. Okay. Yeah. So just to prove he's human, um, we, we had uh, you know, we had a pretty amazing bunch of designers and engineers, and they produced pretty good cars. Uh, we had a lot of, obviously, with Honda back in those days, we had a lot of um, partners in, in the Japanese industry. So yeah. helmets, shall we? Helmets, yeah, you know, right. Showa shock absorbers all that kind of stuff you know we have always these kind of partnerships <coughs> so we have these adjustable dampers and these things electronic you know, basically three switch positions kind of like your type R <laughs> so like that company man yeah, exactly so <laughs> exactly so we were out testing someone in it and Senna's driving around he comes back and oh, I like it you know better than one or whatever well, I don't know what it was about. well it wasn't even hooked up so like the worst thing that can happen to a driver everything you look at on the internet show him driving the NSX or the F1 car guys like you know he's way above and beyond but he didn't know that the shock absorber controller wasn't even hooked up right okay so when I met he's human tell me a sentence sorry I didn't mean ruin his legacy on my show I know well that's so me, all this yeah. alleged amazing feedback. When right. you ask me things, yeah. you never know what you're going to yeah, get. Yeah, no, I'll take the honesty. <laughs> I, I love that's that. That's the yeah, way yeah. that is. <laughs> yeah, but again, he, he, but he's a, he was such a cool guy. Yeah. yeah. Good to the mechanics, I, like good to work with. And he, but he understood stuff. Yeah. He, he, uh, he everybody knows this. He had hobbies uh, like remote control aircraft and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But he used to work on them all the time. He'd come to the shop, take these things apart, build them and put them together and mess with them and modify yeah. them and do all that kind of crap. He was actually pretty handy. Yeah. You know? So he understood a lot of that stuff. He could work with his hands. His obviously his his legacies and his driving and his in his wins and his championships mm -hmm. and you know he was a, another guy. You either loved him or hate him, right? Okay. You yeah. had to respect him, right? Uh, there was all that time when the whole animosity between Prost and him and, and Jean Marie, Marie Belest, who was yeah. the head of the FIA at yeah. the time, you yeah. know, they, he had an absolute yeah. <laughs> hatred for yeah. that guy, you know. Yeah. So there was, I was there when all that was going on, and it was like a complete mess. But he was, here's the way he thought about it. There was a time when he didn't sign up for the year, and he wouldn't turn up until Friday morning at the race. We never knew he was going to turn up. Sure, right? you know, sure. And he was making a point. So in the end, Ron would like sign him up for a race at a time. Yeah, yeah. You know? I think, was this 92? Something like that. Yeah, yeah it was something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he would turn up, but we never know if he was going to or not. But right, he, you know, he'd right. turn up eventually and whatever. But he, he always said, and he, was talk, he would talk to us about it. He said, look, he said, I'm not trying, I, I don't care about money. It's not about I have enough money. Yeah, right. You know, I don't Sad. need it. But he said, it's about, it's a sign of, it's, to me, it's a, it's a matter of how much respect you have for me. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. And my ability to do what it is that I do, right? And that was what he would argue that, like, like to the to his death, to the yeah. end. Yeah. yeah, and that's the way he was. He was just yeah. that kind of guy. Yeah, but a really cool, laid-back dude. He was just funny, yeah. and you know, you see, you, you get a glimpse of it if you see it on the internet. But when you're around him, he's just as funny as guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
But again, go back to that whole McLaren thing. It was supposed to be this cold. Yeah, right. It's supposed to be fun. It was one of the funniest places I ever worked. Those people yeah. were freaking hilarious. That's <laughs> awesome. The stupid <laughs> shit on those photographs in there that you see we used to get up to was just yeah. yahooing. <laughs> yahooing. <laughs> we used to be yahooing all the time. Was there like a signature prank that you guys did? Uh, oh. Injecting headlights? Or, or <laughs> I don't know, signature, but we used to do a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, we'll start here. We, we had a signature drink, okay. uh, Cuba Libre, Bacardi, oh. Coke, and Lime. Okay. Cuba Libre. Uh, that was our kind of Bacardi, thing. Coke, and Lime. Yep. S That's simple. simple. Yeah. 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 That, that was our signature thing. Right. So everybody used to drink that stuff. We used to take it duty-free, and you'd have it in the room. You'd work from, you know, like, 6 in the morning till 5 the next morning. You'd go back to the hotel, <laughs> have a Cuba Libre. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And keep going. Yeah. Or you'd get back at midnight, and have a few Cuba Libre, right. Cubes, yeah. we called them, Cubes. and then you'd go out. Right. Okay, club or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. right. So from that evolved, you know, pranks and things yeah. like that. We had one guy whose his nickname was Deadly. Oh god. Okay. I wonder why, because he was he was interested you never dared him to do anything because he would do he, he, one of his things was <laughs> he would I mean you know, I can't tell these stories here because it's anything. But you know, you have a room party and Deadly would come along he'd walk in and everybody would go good he'd have his cube in his hand and yeah. he'd walk up to your television and he'd pour it into the vents in the back of your TV <laughs> while it was on <laughs> and it's fun I don't know if you've ever seen this you might want to try it to an old TV because you get it right. for free on Craigslist now yeah right right right, right. <laughs> Turn it, it makes a screen go funny colours <laughs> <laughs> the TV's drunk too right that's what I've seen yeah, yeah exactly yeah. that's awesome there was other things that are way worse than that. Yeah, but oh, sure. You know, I, we didn't order these things. I remember actually the first test I went on, I think we went to Spain somewhere, and I was a new guy. We were walking from the hotel to a restaurant. I remember pushing the chief engineer into the pool <laughs> <laughs> before we got to the restaurant. No, no. Oh, <laughs> oh, nice. That was always a good one. <laughs> right. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Keep away from pools. That was, that was always good. So in a, in a year like 89, when, uh, you know, to, to the public eye, like Prost and Son aren't talking to each other. It's right. a really, really cold environment. Does that transfer over to the mechanics and the guys in the team? It, it, it did because yeah. you couldn't get away from it. Uh -huh. Right. So you were... You were like is it these guys pitted against these guys kind of thing? Um, no, not, not in that respect, but it was just because we were a group. You know, right. It didn't matter. There was no animosity between the cars. Everybody worked together. Mm -hmm. you know, if something was going on, you went over there and not vice sure. versa. Right. And, and nobody would go home until everybody was done. That, that's yeah, the thing. I that, like that. That, yeah, that yeah. was back okay. in those. I, I see less and less of that these days. Yeah. yeah. But in those days, that was it. Nobody right. went home to everybody was done. Mm -hmm. So uh, it, it did affect everybody in a way, but only because it was just the unknown, right? Yeah. Is right. he going to turn up? What are we going to do? You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But right. It's, okay. Yeah. But you were never just like, ah, oh, screw these guys, and no, you know, our no, car's no, better than yeah. yeah. No. no, it was never like that. That that, sure. that was a very very cohesive group of guys because the race team itself was actually. In those days, uh, actually quite small. Yeah, when you, how, many, how many people? When you when you take seventy five people in the whole company, yeah, you're talking maybe sixteen, twenty, oh, okay, twenty. Yeah, so yeah you know, that's going to be real small. You know, yeah. a couple of truck drivers, and mechanics, and for the entire weekend crew. Yeah. Or, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah, that's not too different from sports. It was, and, and, it, and it built up. Yeah, but, right. Sure. But it was it was real. When I look back on it, I like, how the hell did we do that? Like, well, it's because we all did everything. You know? yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 We, we didn't have the fancy garages. We didn't sure. have the yeah. setup. Was. Didn't take four days to set it before no, the race starts. No. Yeah. I look at photographs now. And I go, well, that's pretty damn basic, isn't it? You know. <laughs> 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 
I watch we, when we I watch saw. an F1 race now. I literally start thinking about all the logistics that go into just building the garages. Yeah, yeah. Just you know, the you're like, man, there must have been a guy there on Monday of last week that was like wiring in like yeah. all these plasmas yeah, and everything. There's no I mean, way. it's pretty yeah. damn cool. Yeah, but, oh, it's amazing. But and I look at it and go, wow, that's pretty cool. But and I look back then, I go. We used to turn up on a Thursday. We'd fly in on a Thursday. Yeah, right. Do our setup. They didn't head out. Yeah. Drink Cuba Libras, you know. Got to drink them. <laughs> Cuba Libras. I, I remember amazing. the time we actually started painting the garage floors. Okay. In the in the uh, pit garage. Oh right. It was at Hockenheim. Yeah. They decided we're going to paint the garage floors. You know, great. Yeah. Oh. What? <laughs> <laughs> they sent a truck in a day ahead and paint the floors. And right. Well, that's we got to do nice, it. Yeah. Cool. Then, then, the, you know, then they started putting the erect set things in, gantries and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Right. Here we go. If you actually, if you look at an F1 pit stop back then. It took about 16 people. Right. So yeah. most, oh, of, yeah. most yeah, people were involved in it. Yeah, big, big people out there doing the lollipop sure. and wiping the visors and yeah. all that kind of yeah. crap. And, you know, it's amazing. It just like how it's just, I say grown. I say exploded. <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. When you're on the test team more so than the race team, was there anything that stands out of like something that you as a mechanic were like, that's not going to fucking work. Why are we even trying this? And they're like, nope, nope. Put it, put it on. Like anything that stands out, yeah. like like a no, actually no, really no, because I I don't know if I just didn't have the knowledge or what. Sure. <laughs> Maybe because uh, a lot of stuff didn't go. But but right. uh, on the car side of stuff, yeah, we had Steve Nichols designing. Yeah, so the guys that aren't going to try really dumb stuff. And they yeah, got figured out. They were they really were very good. Yeah. And but the cars were much much simpler back then. Yeah. They were like yeah. normal cars. Like they like could all go work on them these yeah, days. Sure. You know? right. yeah. And I've seen them. I, I one turned up at Highcroft Racing in a, in a thing out there, yeah. like MP44, and mm -hmm. I went, holy sh**, this thing is nothing. Yeah, nuts and bolts. Engine, a bunch of wishbones, and some yeah. things, yeah. and you know, anybody could work on that, right? Right, right. right. <laughs> yeah. So, so <laughs> at the time, it was like, wow! Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and the other thing was, you could change anything, like, every hour if you wanted yeah, to. Yeah, there so was it no, work, yeah. You just Probably changed, right? changed yeah. the geometry, change, you could, we made multiple adjustments if you want to call yeah. to those things all yeah. year long yeah, nice and style. there were no restrictions you, know, yeah. you could do whatever there was no right. homologation there was no you know restrictions on what you could do yeah they just did it yeah. 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 my dad tells a story about when he worked on the M1 BMW Pro Car mm -hmm. project which was with Project 4 yep P4. that, that uh, Ron would come out at like 4.30 in the afternoon or whatever closing time was and he'd sweep the floors mm -hmm. like he'd help out was yep. he still like that with the F1 shop I never saw him sweep, sweep the floors but yeah. he was around a lot yeah he wasn't an absentee Owner. Boss, owner, yeah, right. whatever you want to yeah, call yeah. him. Yeah. He was very engaged in, in what we did because racing's his thing. Yeah. And again, he, you know, he, he was a mechanic, and, that, and he, so he, I, I don't even missed tinkering with stuff, mm -hmm. but you could tell that he was always wanting to see what's going on, right? right? right. He'd just hang out and, yeah. and then chat and do whatever. And, you know, he became, he wasn't your best buddy, <coughs> but he could talk to you right. at that level and, and talk about what you were doing. Yeah. And say, what, hey, what's going on? Yeah, everything good. Yeah. But he, he wanted to know. Were there any weird things about him? Like you weren't supposed to look him in the eye or if he didn't have his exact cup of coffee <laughs> at the right – like anything like that that stands out? Not from my, not from right. my perspective or from <coughs> my point of view. Maybe from other people perhaps. Sure. Um, again, he was very driven, so he's very demanding. Mm -hmm. So I think at different levels there might have been some well, of that. What does demand mean? Because, I mean, for different personality types of leadership, that can mean different things. Demanding can sometimes mean like – yeah, these are all the jobs you have to do, and he's not necessarily shitty. Just saying, like this, he, this is the long laundry list, and you're not leaving until it's done. Right? Was it that, or was he, you know, a yeller? What is what is demanding me? He, he never yelled. Okay. No, he, but he, he, and I think it goes back to the fact that he worked 23 and a half hours a day. Yeah. Right. So he did it by example. Okay. And he would, he was never, if he saw you doing something, 
He, he would never yell at you. Yeah, okay. He'd take you aside later on and say, hey, look, you know, this is the way that we want to do, do it. it. Sure. Yeah. You know, and, and, and this is what I expect, you know. And he was, he was really direct, but he wasn't, he wasn't a yeller. So, all, that, no. so being demanding was more like keep up. Keep up with yeah. how he was. Again, yeah. goes back to you don't, want, you don't yeah. want to be the, 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 weak, be the weak link. link. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great, that's just a great mentality. Yeah. yeah. You know, because it'll, it'll change. Yeah. Because yeah, you have to think about it. Right. You know, I, don't yeah. need, I don't need the guy that lets everybody else down. You know, yeah. Like, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. How do you think he's feeling about McLaren at the current state of their terrible F1 program? I, uh, I mean, obviously hard. he's not involved, but no. he's got to be. He's got, it's got to be gutting. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Because if he had that sense of, you know, demand, the thing that expectations, and now he's watching it be horrible. Yeah. And, and he built it, like I said, he yeah. built it for everybody, not just him. Yeah, that wasn't his goal. You know, he, he never wanted to be the guy. You know, right? Which goes back to, I'm at the end of my ability. You know, yeah, I'm building this for everybody. Yeah, and, and then it kind of got out of his hand. It got taken away as it got bigger, and then mm -hmm. you know, corporate interests are involved. And, and yeah. yeah, but then he kind of slid aside and and, and um, did the road car thing, right. which he secretly, not secretly, but without fanfare, built it up. Then he established dealerships in Asia and different places. Yeah. Made it like really, really successful. At that time, you know, building his credibility back up. Yeah, and right. then when he did that whole takeover, yeah, came back again, over. Yeah. yeah, and then that didn't work out. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So maybe that was the point again, where you know, this is maybe this is where I'm. Right. You know, I'm yeah. done with Colin. It. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm He's I'm made really his fortune. He's made yep. the success. Yep. Yeah. Did you spend much time with uh, Gordon Murray? Yeah. Yeah. Gordon's funny. Yeah. Yeah, he's I'd awesome. Love, I'd love to talk to him one day. <laughs> he's he's hey, like he'd be on guy. the plane with his pink plastic sandals and Susie and the Banshees t-shirt. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> it was awesome. He was funny. Not what you see on TV. Yeah. No. Yeah, right. But he was, he's out there. Well, he's a designer, so yeah. that's that's kind of like an artist in a way but that they're all exactly, a little bit eccentric. You know, yeah. He wanted to do so many other things. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and they kind of you know kept him around because Ron, one of his plans and one of his things that he did was he'd employ people just so they... He keep them off the market. Oh, absolutely! That, that wasn't yeah, yeah, yeah. what he was doing. Sort with of Gordon, gardening leave kind of thing. Yeah. He would definitely keep yeah. them. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how the road car thing ended up. Gordy always wanted, wanted to do something one, different. So like I got to keep yeah. him happy, or yeah. he's out of here. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So, Senna, Berger, Prost. Um, which one of those guys could you give to in front of his face? Good. Berger could take yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, the other guys could, but you had to do it if they did it first. Okay, uh, right. Okay. right. You, you have to retaliate. You can't initiate. Okay. No, was like, ah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because there was, we were spa uh, racing there. And when we did pit stops, we did pit stops for both drivers. So the same. Yeah, it was one stall. Right, right, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you had to wait kind of thing. Yeah. So he, <laughs> it goes back to like the whole, you know, 16 people to do a pit stop thing. So we had, um, where it was set up was I, I did the gun on the outside front. Okay. <clears throat> we had a spare gun on each side that had on the boom, the gantry, so it basically had a, you know, air hose came down, the gun was co uh, was coiled up on the bottom. We had a spare battery in there and whatever. But because there were so many people involved in changing one tire, I was on the gun, so to my right was the guy who would take the wheel off. Mm -hmm. Then to his right, there was the guy who would put the wheel on in the back. So there was already two people yeah. in between the front <laughs> right. wheel and the wheel, plus the gun, plus the battery. You know? yeah. And all this other crap. So Fuel guy and everything. Yeah, yeah right. Well, yeah. in those days, we didn't do fueling. So oh, okay, that sure. And it yep. yeah. So car comes in, and we had this thing. If you, if the, if you 
cross-threaded it or did something, you throw that gun away and you grab the spare one and you put a new nut on, right? right. So wheel comes off, wheel goes on, I cross-threaded the nut. You know, so I gun it off, yeah. drop the gun. Where the hell is the spare? Like there's people standing on it. And, right, yeah. and I'm trying to get them all out of the way and they're fumbling around doing their own jobs, right? Yeah. Like, I eventually wrestle this thing up off the ground and you know, put the nut on and off he goes. So a five second stop turned into a 16 yeah, right. second stop. Yeah, right. yeah. I'm like, damn it, you know, god damn, I feel like, again, you, know, you let the guy, yeah, let, right. let him down. So he drew, and in those days, you know, the, the, the pit lane spar was where it is now, and you went round the hairpin, and then yeah. pit out was back there, out, yeah. heading back down. Well, he spun, leaving pit lane. Yeah. Did a big loop, carried on. I don't even remember where we finished in the race, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. But I do remember at the end of the race, when we were packing up, he's walking down pit lane from having parked his car and parked for him or something, and, and I'm thinking, oh, God, I have to face him now, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, he right, looked at right. me like, what the fuck happened there? And I'm like... Oh man, look, I'm sorry I cross threaded the nut, you know. Yeah. You know, and I, and I, in my brain, I'm going, okay, well, you can get him back here, right? <laughs> so, so, and, I, and I said, yeah, I'm sorry, but, but you know, I couldn't get the thing back. And I said, yeah, but you know, wh- why'd you spin leaving pit lane? I think, I got him now, right? Oh, God. Oh, hell no. Yeah, no. <laughs> he came no. back with her. If you hadn't taken so long with the fucking front tyre, the tyres wouldn't have got cold and lost their grip. So they'd be like, yeah, right, it's <laughs> back on you. Like, yeah. Exactly. Uh, I got nothing at that point. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> Damn it. He's yep. better, my fault. He's better than me. <laughs> I got him. He was hilarious, that guy. He was funny as hell. Yeah, that's cool. H- him and Senna used to just like band yeah Th- those guys now you talk about things <laughs> that you do to each other those were, they were the worst because yeah. they would try and one-up each other all the time sure they do stupid <laughs> I, I, you're Imola to the point where you're like somebody's gonna die kind <laughs> right. of oh, you, yeah. well, you would think so but okay. anyway, <laughs> but they were they were were racing in Imola they were staying up in the lakes like northern Italy. they would helicopter in in the morning yeah. right and I can't remember which one of them it was but he Senator Berg which one it was he got the other one's briefcase, because we all carried briefcases back then. Threw it out the window of the helicopter. <laughs> Just gone. Gone. Yeah, sorry about your <laughs> sh- All yeah. this stuff, like, <laughs> gone. You know, now, so you and I... Had Hits a, a house, knocks a hole in it. Yeah, right, you know, like, right, right, right. <laughs> oh, my God. Just tossed it out the freaking yeah. thing. It gone. Like, Jesus so who, who threw whose briefcase? I, I can't remember who it was. Right, but, but well, I'm going to do this, right? I'm yeah. going to say that it was probably Burger, because the next thing that happened was that... <laughs> Uh, the next time we were there, they were actually staying down in the city closer to where we were. Okay. And Gerhard was telling me this story the next day. That he said, ah, I went back to my room last night, and I opened the door, and you know, get in there, and I'm sitting down doing my stuff. And I hear this noise, and it's like, what the hell's that? And he's like, ribbit, ribbit. It sounds like a frog. And he said, he's looking around, and he chases this thing around. He says, oh, there's a frog in the room, right? So he scoots it, throws it out in the right, hallway. Right. Right? And he's there, a little bit later, ribbit. Like, what the f- <laughs> is there's another one. Oh, that one came back in. Or got another one. Right. Well, it goes on and on, right? Yeah. There's frogs everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> they were under his bed because you know they like to hide in dark places, right? And yeah. then when they felt comfortable, they were right. like, just coming out. Yeah. They're in his drawers. They're oh. like, eating. <laughs> however, I don't know how he did it. He got all these frogs. Right. And because you used to be able to get into people's rooms, that yeah. Yeah. Right. And he put them in the. There were so many of them. He couldn't. They had to get moved. Move New rooms, room. Right? Yeah. <laughs> All over the place. Like right. they would do, and they would do stupid shit like that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Ron was the same. He would play these games. Yeah. So he came to the shop a day or two early. So I hang out. Ron came out to the shop with Ayrton's briefcase. 
and he said, listen, he said, I'm going to have this fixed, and if any of you help to get him out of there, you're fired. Right? So he took it to the fab shop guys. He had to make it weld the frame around it. <laughs> so he could still carry it, but right. he couldn't get into it. Right, right, right. <laughs> so he had to figure out how to get in there. And we were like, got to do it. We yeah. were like, I like my job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that, they used to play That's games like that. Oh, it was, yeah. 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 Excellent. Okay, so end of 92-ish, you decide no more McLaren. Is that when you went back to get the real job? Yep. Okay, so you go back to Australia. Or you went to Australia, right? Yes, yeah. Queensland. Nice and warm. Okay. Yeah. So we go down to down to Aussie and then uh, decide I'm going to go racing again. So you fly to Indy yep. and you landed that night and then you had a job the next morning. Yep. Basically, how you put it. And that was with Dick Simon? Yes. Okay. Yep. And your driver was Hiro Matsutushi? Well, it was, it was, yep. Okay. It was right before Indy. And... Good time to look for a job. That's that a, yeah, and, and the 500 Simon would have like 13 cars. Right. Right. Up or I couldn't like believe that. what was going on there. Yeah. Right? yeah, we had so many cars, you know, yeah. Raul Boisel and, and Hero and all those guys. Yeah. And there was, you know, a lot of one-off guys. So, <laughs> so, Indies always I'd always wanted to do. I always said, you know, before I die, I've got to do India. Yeah. This is it. That's my opportunity to go right. and do India. So there I was, like, wow, wow, this is damn cool. Yeah. And this is '94. '94. Yep. Okay. So I remember working on different cars at that time, you know, because everybody was just... They were, fresh, they were, I'm sure. They yeah. were, uh, you know, a lot of... Well, yeah, I mean, if it's, yeah, yeah, if, it's, right. if it's Dick Simon and it's all these one-off cars, that means it's a bunch of guys just there for the weekend, exactly. and he's probably... A lot of these are probably paying drivers, and so yep. therefore he's trying to make an economy of it work. And yep. yeah, That's yeah, exactly yeah. how it worked. Yeah. And, and yeah. So it was, but it was fun, right? Because I was like, yeah. yeah. So, so we, were, we were messing around down there, and, and the quasi-team manager, Joubert, uh, he, he comes around and says, Steve, I've got another job for you. Okay. Let's, we've got to go around to the, another garage, we'll go way around the other side of this. Right? Sure. Okay, what do you got? Uh, I want you to set the valve lash on this, on this car. I'm like, what do you mean valve lash? On the motor? Yeah. Okay, you're a motor guy now. Right. At Indy. Right. For the 500. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, 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 you know, I'm used to these engines. You don't do that. <laughs> right. That's Even the engine people don't right. do that. Right. right. Yeah. So I, and I have no understanding what's going on. So I get around there, and there's a car kind of backed out of the garage. I'll look at it, and it's like, the hell's that? It's got a road car engine. What's well, a Buick? Yeah. Right. I'm like, oh. <laughs> now I understand, I think. Right. Yeah. But it has valve covers and all that kind of crap. I'm like, how hard can this be? Why not? So I pull the valve covers and everything off, and I got my feeler gauges and my things, and I'm like looking around, like, here I am at Indy, just in the valve flash and somebody's race car thing. Like, <laughs> it's the 50s again. Woo! But I, yeah. just, I, I had no, there was no manual how to do it. I just right. did it the old school way, get the things rocking and, you know, yeah, like, right. figure yeah. it out and put it all back together and it ran. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. It's fine. Yeah. They're like, damn all it. He got all that had to do too. was drive around Indy. I don't know. Right, yeah. What yeah, could yeah, possibly yeah. go wrong with a Buick, as I found out later, which weren't. The most reliable. Yeah, things ever. it's weird. So, did you work with Thank King you. Hero? Yep. How did that go? That was, you know what? A lot of people didn't have a lot of time for him. Yeah. So, for those who don't know, Hero Matsushita, who uh, coincidentally the Matsushita family um, owns Panasonic, and weird, he had Panasonic sponsorship, but. Uh, uh, in IndyCar lore, isn't necessarily known as the most talented of drivers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And th that was the thing. What I, he was a really good guy, nicest guy in the world. Had whatever money he needed. He Always good. Always good to have that. Yeah. <laughs> but it, and the, you know, he had his own thing going on. He had hotel interests of his own sure. and all that kind of stuff, right? right? But his family didn't like the fact that he was doing all this racing thing. But he did it anyway. So 
as I learned, he was actually a pretty damn good Atlantic driver. Okay. A pretty damn good Atlantic driver. Yeah, he. I think he won the championship. He did. He was yeah. something like that. Yeah. And and until he ended up in the in the Champ Car, Car Car, whatever, IndyCar, whatever it's called that back then, and then somebody failed him, and he crashed. Somebody didn't do something properly, and mm -hmm. he crashed mm -hmm. and broke his legs, and that there kind of set him back a little bit. Yeah, I'm sure. So he, he was never that confident enough. To, then it happened again. God. Then it was really bad. Yeah. So I, I remember these like being in pit lane and, and I was his chief mechanic at the time. And, you know, you try to do the best for your guy, right? And yeah. make it sure. And we got, and that was kind of the whole thing was they, they wanted to revamp that whole deal. So they put me in charge of it and said, okay, let's kind of figure this mm -hmm. out. When he would come into the pits during a session and they'd do the engineer download from the car, the way he described a corner would be in terms of how dangerous it was. Oh, wow. Oh, oh not balance or anything no. like that. No. It's just, this is scary, this one's not yeah, scary? Yeah, exactly mm -hmm. what do you say, scary. Riddle scary, very scary. Yeah. yeah. That's not a and yeah. good way to describe a car, but okay. No, and, and so this feedback was like, I remember being at Portland, actually, like this, and turn whatever, maybe, you know, blah, blah. Like riding a 250c motorcycle on a shaver braid. On a shaver braid. <laughs> <laughs> that was the way he would describe the car. <laughs> in that car. I was like, oh, what? We oh, have some experience. Got it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you, know, <laughs> he, he, you know, he persevered for a couple of years. He went to Warcraft, that I believe, and, mm -hmm. and yeah. you know, did whatever, and, and then he just went off and, and did some more stuff. But sure. you know, I liked the guy. I really did. Yeah. It was a shame what happened to him, and... and you know, who knows where he would have gone or what he would have done. But when you say a guy failed him, you mean um, somebody did something that caused a mechanical? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think these were at Indy, which, I mean, Indy's a rough place now, but yeah. at the time they Wherever. didn't have safer barriers. Right. They were going stupid fast. Yeah. 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 So, so a lot of that. It, it, you know, and that, that's was he aware that it was mechanical? Yes. Oh, uh, man. man. Which is... Yeah. Why? Yeah. You're saying it Your so directly level. that I feel like you know the entire story. Yeah. But I don't need to know right. it. The but confidence yeah. level goes down and, and yeah. you know, all that kind Was of Was it the same team? Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, that would definitely wow. shake your right. confidence right. then. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So how long were you with Dick Simon? Two years. Okay. Well, 94 and then from Indy onwards and then uh, did the 95 season with um, Carlos Guerrero. That was the Erdes yeah. mm -hmm. guys at the time. Mm -hmm. And then... At the end of 95, I <coughs> the Ganassi guys had talked to me earlier in the year. Uh, Tom Anderson had called me up and yeah. wanted to chat because they had somebody that was leaving. And, and, and um, So I went in, it was actually on Sunday or Saturday or something. I remember he calling up, going to the shop and sitting down with him and, and sitting, you know, I, yeah, definitely interested, but I can't do it until the end of the season. Right? I'm committed to this and that's right. kind of you know, the way I am. So the end of the year came along, and, and it was funny because we would fit, we'd finished Laguna was the last race, and get a week off, you know. And I'm at home in Indian, and I get home, and there's a voicemail message. Hey Steve, this is your bear. Uh, very sorry, but we have to let you go, and you know, we have no more money for next year. Mm -hmm. and all the people, you know, it's kind of a ceremonial IndyCar fire all yeah. the guys kind of a thing. So yeah, yeah. yeah. And I listened to it. I played it back. And I thought. Did I just get fired over voicemail? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I think I, and I thought I did. So I went, got in the car, and I drove down to the liquor store, 
and I bought a bottle of bourbon and I came back home. What kind? Do you remember? No, I don't. Oh, man. It wasn't Jim Bean. Okay. It'd be something different. I, my my go-to one these days is Basil Hayden. Yeah, I like Basil's. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Yep. So <laughs> I, I get home and I, and I had, and it was bourbon and coke in those days, right? So mm-hmm. I wasn't as sophisticated as I am now. Well, now, yeah. Yeah, now you're distinguished. Yeah. You know, you're a gentleman. So <laughs> my wife comes home and I'm like, hey, listen to this. And I played the voicemail message and she's like, did you just get fired? I'm like, <laughs> yes, it means I get another week off. No, big vision. Because in those days, again, yeah, you could just life. Yeah, roll yeah. your toolbox next yeah. door and away you go. Right. So, figured out. <laughs> well, that was really cool. It was like on a Friday. So, <laughs> I enjoyed the weekend. And the next week, I'd call Tom up and say, hey, Tom, that thing we were talking about. He said, yeah, what do you, what do you want to start? I said, well, I'm going to have another vac- week's vacation, but I'll come in, you know, kind of into that. <laughs> and that's kind of how mm-hmm. it worked. Mm-hmm. And, and in those days, you did your own negotiating for, you know, right. whatever your remuneration was. And yeah, you settled on something and you signed up and away you went and you know that kind of that was the the year that was I, I started there in the end of 95 and so for 96 there was kind of like a you know Jimmy was the established mm-hmm. driver there <coughs> and they bought they were getting somebody else in and so the group of guys they had were kind of just like a piecemeal you know yeah. different yeah. people coming from different places and they didn't know who the driver was because Ganassi into 95 uh they just started to become a team that was right. that was pretty good. Ninety four yeah. was good. Ninety five yeah. was really good. Yep. They won the races. And <coughs> yep, exactly. And now ninety six was the was you yep. timed and it right. Kind of on the ascension. There, yeah, right. yeah. And and they were it was a good place to go. Yeah, yeah. you know. And so they were they were doing their driver search, and we went testing in Homestead. I believe they're going to do some evaluations, and there's like I'm standing there, a bunch of guys standing at the car. We don't know who the hell's coming. Yeah, right. right. And I see this guy, recognize his face. I'm like, I know that guy. And he comes in, he's like, you know, all nervous and, you know, hi, I'm, I'm Alessandro. I'm like, I know you. Yeah. He said, I recognize you too. Like, you know, yeah. so he kind of found a familiar face because he didn't know what he was getting into. And right. he didn't know that they were like going up against somebody. Yeah, there was uh, a Jeff crossing yeah. off and, you know, all these things going on. And so it was Zanardi and, you know, well, Mo Nunn being the engineer at the time, he was like, no, we can't have the Italians. Don't we? Right. They're yeah. too like, you know, flighty and, you know, <laughs> And <laughs> don't want to drink wine all day, right? Exactly. You know, right. And and you know things change, and, and yeah, things end up being the way they were, and that was kind of it. But it was us, the group of guys that were together. We we were just trying to, you know, the other guys were all established. They worked together for a while, and we were just trying to get that thing going on. Right, right. So so it was, um, you know, us trying to establish ourselves as a group and yeah. you know get cohesive and do all that kind of the racing stuff. Yeah. And in the meantime, he was trying to get used to the tracks and everything else, and he was fast, but, man, we used to crash and do crazy. <laughs> I, I think we, I don't know, numbers might be wrong, but we, we kind of like had maybe nine points going into halfway through the season. Okay, yeah, not a great start. And, yeah. No, exactly. And Jimmy was, Jimmy won a bunch of races. Yeah. And he won the first four or something, yeah. Yeah. whatever it was. And off we went, but we, we, but we were having a good time. And we had, yeah. we had good rapport with each other. Mm-hmm. Simon Hodgson, Timmy Keane, mm-hmm. Rob Hill me, you know, Wayne Westpipe, a bunch of other guys, you know, all experienced people, right. but, but this, you can't plan how people work together. Right? You can't yeah. just pick them and put them together. And you kind of got to figure it out yourself. Right. So we ended up having a lot of fun, enjoying what we're doing and just, you know, kept at it, kept at it, kept at it. Believed in the guy. Knew, knew he had some potential, so we just kept at it, fixing this crane, this shit that was <laughs> yeah. broken, and this yeah. Then it all came together, and, yeah. and then we started to, you know, okay, results were coming. We ended yeah. up 
I think second equal in the championship to Michael. Okay. On the same number yeah. of points, he was had yeah, more race wins or something. Get that yeah. win at Laguna Seca yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so we ended up, you know, finishing reasonably strong. well. Yeah. And then the next year, then of course it all took off and did yeah. all that kind of stuff. But it was, you know, we we were just. We were just a bunch of idiots you know, <laughs> <laughs> doing our stuff and right. laughing and joking and having a good old time. And, yeah. and, and, and you know, it was, it was, we enjoyed what we did. And, and that's yeah. the thing. You, you have to. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many other things that can go bad or oh, turn yeah. upside down. or yeah. You have to enjoy what you do. And we, we, as a group, we were just really work, work well together. Yeah. Right? And, it, and it worked out pretty good for all of us, I think. Yeah. We were in Brazil. And we're doing the... Whatever the hell that call it that place is now, the trioval, bioval thing. Yeah, back, right, back right, right, yeah. So we're out there and waiting for things to start, but it was raining, and because it's actually a technically an oval, yeah. we couldn't run. Yeah. So we were amusing the crowd with the the they had the um, at the end of the pit lane was the speed trap thing. Uh -huh. right? So we had a broom, right? And we'd swing it through the thing and yeah. it would come up on a display Pick so the crowd, crowd could see how, you know, what speed the people leaving pit lane. Yeah. And they were cheering if somebody went quick in the yeah. <laughs> We got bored of that. And like, okay. All right. And so, uh, you, know, you know Tim Keane. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so Tim was the fuel and I was the vent air jack guy. So we decided to go check out the Midway. Okay. Because they have one. T-shirts. Sure, yeah. Kind of crap. yeah. So off we, we wandered down the Midway there and looking at all the T-shirt stalls and, uh, you know, food and all that kind of crap and we get all the way to the end and this is a 59 Cadillac convertible stretched okay so it's yeah stretched out and in the trunk is a bar with a bartender oh wow okay awesome I want that and yeah. standing outside the bar uh, all the big wigs from Erdes oh sure yep. who sponsored, sponsored the event you know, yep. back then yep. and I worked for a team they were sponsors of and they knew me right? sure. and so Timmy and I wandered down there and Tim they're like yeah. <laughs> so Timmy <laughs> no. and I, we wandered in there. Like, look at that. There's a bar on the back of that Cadillac. And like, look at that. There's all of those guys there. <laughs> like, hey, Steve, they're all these Mexican dudes, right? Hey, come on over and have a drink. I'm like, no, we've got to race. You know, I'm like, no, it's raining here. We go, You're not going to race. We're yeah. not going to race. Yeah. And we'd already got changed out of our fire suits. And we were standing there. Oh, okay. What are you drinking? Well, Caipirinhas. We just had Oh, one. thank you. I just had my first one with Osnegri when we oh. interviewed him like a month ago. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I've kind of become familiar with these things over the years now. So I was like, <laughs> yes. Timmy, you've got to try one of these. So they order these things up. So we have a Caipirinha. And they're like, you know, into their second or third. And like, yeah, cheers. Yeah. Oh, damn, rocket fuel. Yeah. Timmy, Timmy, Timmy's like, whoa. Good, have another one of them. Yeah, right. So That's they were buying, so they just kept... Now, Timmy and I have two and three, and they ordered up the fourth, and then we hear this announcement. Oh, no. Cars to the grid. Cars to everybody. And, and, and we look at each other like... Oh. <laughs> Kuiperini in hand. Right. So the first thing you do is like, drink it. Gotta finish this, yeah. <laughs> and then run. So we ran. All the way back down the midway to our offices, right, right, where our fire suits were. And poor Rob, who's the chief guy, he was like beside himself. Where the hell am I? Yeah, and red banger. Right. So we turn up, shoving all our you know fire suits on and grabbing our helmets, run out there to the grid. The yeah. cars are already there. Yeah. And they're like, he's like, oh my god, thank god, you're here. Yeah. <sighs> no time for anything. Huh? Then they was all hurried up to get the race in. Off yeah. the green shot, they go. <laughs> we get to, <laughs> we get into the pit lane. And we had our helmets on. I'm looking at Tim. Tim's looking at me like, we're all cross. I don't think, God, I've got a helmet. I know we can smell this. Yeah, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> Keep the buzzer well, down. Yeah. We, we were pitted 
and Jimmy Vassar was pitted behind us, and we were pitted you know, we were with Zanardi. And so the first pit stop comes around, it's like, uh-oh. <laughs> we nailed it. We killed them. <laughs> we killed them by magnitudes of like, it was done just and massive. Done. Yeah, right. It was awesome. Right. So <laughs> the car comes in, off it goes, and we're like, Timmy and I stand pitting going, Ray! you know, because yeah. we're thinking, hey, we're somewhere. Right. Jimmy had pulled in behind us doing his pit stop. Yeah. So <laughs> Timmy, you know, being Timmy, trying to keep everything on the down low, yeah. he's still got hold of his fuel hose a big massive thing right? yeah. and so Jimmy's just leaving and he's standing with it like a cannon gun <laughs> <laughs> like firing, firing at him as he's going firing out shots thinking, at him. Yeah. nobody will notice that right right right, right, right. <laughs> and he's high five like, yeah, right. <laughs> it was like oh my god so we get back over the pit wall I was like Jimmy gotta calm it down they're like this they're under us yeah so, <coughs> so we did yeah. well at the end of the race we end up winning <laughs> <laughs> so, despite everything else right right so uh, and everybody's running around pit lane, high-fiving and clapping and cheering. And I'm standing on the pit wall. I don't want to be into this. Because you know, yeah. somebody's going to, like, you know, yeah. figure this thing out. Yeah. I've yeah. got my helmet off at this point. Yeah. Now, Timmy decides, no, you've got to be in this. So he just grabs by the legs yeah. and picks me up off the pit wall. So then I decided, it would be a good idea if I did an imitation, imitation of that statue of Jesus, you know? Like, yeah. So right. I'm flying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Arms spread out in He's Brazil, parading me around, <laughs> swinging around the pit lane, <laughs> doing this imitation of the statue of Jesus, having just won the race. Absolutely, <laughs> face. Yeah. <laughs> I don't recommend it. I don't do that. Don't that was the one that. and only time. <laughs> I got away with it. I can't push that limit anymore. Right. 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 Uh, not happening. <laughs> Any uh, pranks between Zanardi and, and Vassar? They, they, those guys. Yeah. Yeah. They weren't on the same level as the Santa Burger sure. kind of thing, yeah. right? But 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 they they got on really well. Yeah, and, and that helped the whole thing, the whole yeah. effort. Because mm-hmm. Jimmy's just Jimmy, right? He's a really good guy. Yeah, right? I love that guy. He's amazing, and and he helped bring Alex in, and and they just got on his personality, rest, you know, such yeah. that they did, they did. They they weren't such pranky, but they would definitely. Banter, oh, yeah. yeah, right. With all the <laughs> things going Drivers on, drivers know to do that. Weird. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's a, well, you know, right? You're at a different level. Yeah, and you have you deal with things in a different way too. Sure. And a lot of it's dealt with like that. Yeah, you know? right. It's, it's it's hard. Yeah, it's not an easy thing. You well, know? Kind of on that same topic, when you were in McLaren, it was like you were saying it's very cold. It was supposed to be very cold, mm-hmm. and internally it was fun. But like you versus Ferrari Benetton, I'm sure you guys weren't chummy people that were rubbing elbows at the bar or whatever. That's how I've understood European racing to be. Like, over there, it's like, yeah. beat your teammate. Your rivals aren't your friends. You don't go out but with that, them. That was kind of the... the I, I don't know if that was like an unwritten rule yeah. or the expectation, perhaps, but right. we didn't care about that. Yeah. It was, right. we, we would hang out with... But did you did you find the camaraderie stateside better than it was in oh, yeah. between teams? Yeah. That's yeah. what I was going Entirely yeah. different. Yeah. 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 And the Ferrari guys, they, they were our biggest competitors, our closest mm-hmm. competitors, and, and that was always an interesting dynamic because... We were the same as each other, mm-hmm. doing the same kind of thing. So you you, you didn't have that kind of understanding, but the Italian fans hated us with a passion. <laughs> <laughs> we were the worst. Yeah. Thing. We were enemies. You know, they they would they would yell at us and shout and you know just they're really abusive. Yeah, right. kind of <laughs> so there was uh, when we were driving into Imola one morning. I was driving a van, and the Ferrari guys were behind us, and it was just complete mess. You know, and there's people everywhere. And 
<coughs> you couldn't get through, and there's police, you know, stopping you, and, and then they changed the way you went in. It was good, just a big one. Yeah. The Ferrari guys. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> behind the Ferrari guys behind us were like honking their horn and trying to get me to move <laughs> yeah, forward. I'm like, right. I can't. You know, they're like, yeah. yeah they're leaning out, lean out the windows, like, oh, you know. Yeah. Well, they were just trying to set me up, oh, obviously. Right, yeah, and, yeah. and then I knew that, but. But so we started to play along. So I started to drive through this line of police. Mm -hmm. That's when I had the gun pointed at my head. <laughs> no. Good. Oh, well, good. Good. There you yeah. go. They didn't take kindly to that from the McLaren guy, right? Yeah, exactly. McLaren guy. No, no. Right. And of course, at that point, that set the Ferrari guys off. They were yelling and right. laughing and yelling. Yeah. 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 Oh, God, yeah, it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the, the spectators, they used to, like Emil and Monza, they would, if you're working at night, which we always did, they would overtake like take over a whole section of grandstands in front of our garage and throw rocks and coins at us all night long across the track really into the garages yeah. <laughs> and yell abuse and they would yeah. bang on the sides of the that ripping the signs off yeah, right, right. Like, i think that needs to come back yeah you hear it's that some fans? Going <laughs> yeah. it, was yeah. like, it was like a party of them they would do this like all night yeah. while you if you were there they were there <laughs> and there was one spot actually on the entrance to pit lane where they had scale set up so they'd randomly pull a car and you know, and if you got pulled in, then you had to go down there because sure. you can't start the thing, you know, then push it back. So we got called in, one of our cars, during a session. And right beside the scale, which was like a small grandstand. So us McLaren guys turn up. Oh, that was food for the fans. Yeah, they were right. just like living, like this far, like a foot from me. Like yeah. Yelling. And the Ferrari guys, they got pulled over. So those mechanics come down and they were like, yeah, look at this. So yeah. they decided it'd be fun <laughs> if... They all stood next to us and put their arms around us. Oh, no. Like we were buddies. Yeah. They turned against them. No. Oh. <laughs> that's how, that's right. how like, rabid no, these people were. That's how rabid these people New were. New team. Yeah. <laughs> it was just <laughs> awesome. Bring back Alpha. I know. Those things. Yeah. A bit right. different in the States. That didn't there. happen with like Ganassi and no. Penske? Yeah. yeah. Not that I no. remember. No. When you're in Detroit, <laughs> Penske like, has that. Like, Walker for life. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's the other funny dynamic too with the Penske guys right now. Yeah. So any cars were enemies. Right. And sports cars were all friends. Yeah. So yeah. I go from one weekend to the next. And yeah. Because okay. yeah, you currently go to all the IndyCar, a lot of the IndyCar right. races as well as the sports car yeah. races. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Now, isn't that strange how that works it's now? Because you have Penske who has like a Ford NASCAR team, yeah. a Chevy IndyCar team, and an Acura yeah. sports car team. Yeah. yeah. Just cover all bases. And then yeah. you have Ganassi who's got a Honda IndyCar team and a Ford GT program, yeah. you know, and then a Chevy NASCAR team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that whole Factories. thing. Factories. <laughs> it is. And it, it, it actually works kind of well. It was funny in the beginning yeah. because you didn't, you know, you didn't You're know like, how what's what you could say. Yeah, yeah. right. Because, you know, but having known most of those guys, all of our it's working all the same people, they all go yeah, in the same yeah, circles. We, we, yeah. we just walk around, put different shirts on. That's and exactly right. Where you go. Yeah. <laughs> so we talked to, uh, are we going to hide behind who we spoke with? Uh, from uh, Ganassi? Yeah. Yeah, so we have a resource. We'll call him um, <laughs> Mikhail. <laughs> Mikhail? Mikhail uh, Hall. Hall? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Miguel? Miguel yeah. Hall. Mm -hmm. You sound like you're really far away. I know him. He, he's he's been a guy that's been kind of instrumental in my career. Yeah. Well, he said you oh, yeah. shaped the uh, CG, you contributed to shape these, the Chip Ganassi culture at that team. That's part of what we were doing as a group. Yeah. 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 And it's it's something that, like I said, you can't plan it and you have to evolve it. Has it. To happen. Yeah, yeah. Right. And there was a time there when the group of people that I was with were looked upon as not being the correct way to do things. Yeah. Because that's not, you know, purposeful and it's not focused and it's not this, but we enjoyed ourselves. Right. Yeah. So the other group <coughs> who were much more focused, um, 
as the scales tipped and we started and all of a sudden the Nardi car is the one to be yeah. right the, the there was a move to make this group more like this one right to the point where they're being oh. offered money to go to the bar like hang out I was like you guys so need to joke around more <laughs> right? yeah, yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. oh wait so when he said you shaped the Ganassi culture you made it more of a party team apparently oh <laughs> That's not where I saw that going. Right. <laughs> no, but, but it actually, it, it's, it's beyond that because it's, sure. it's how you approach stuff and, and the way you think about things. Because right. you can do things easily or you can do them hard, you know, and, and the results sometimes are the same. Right. But I think that at the end of the day, you, and use the word focus, right? Yeah. It didn't matter whether you were smiling <coughs> or frowning. You know, you can focus the same. Right. And people like me have been around a long time. I can that blow my own trumpet or whatever you want to call it I can do things easily and I can do things as, as like second nature so yeah you gain you the know. experience right. over a and, that, and that's yeah. kind of what it is so you just do stuff like this and you can still do other things right <laughs> yes <laughs> whatever okay yeah. that was easy what's next I'm just I just enjoyed doing what I did right know? so yeah. you don't have to be this dour kind of personality right, right, you know? right. yeah and, and you know Mike he's been around forever he's seen everything yeah. right? and I, I would kind of put that back on him, actually. I think he was kind of the guy that ended up making that culture sure, the way it is. Sure. Yeah. Great leader. Helped me, you know, in my career, even after the Ganassi thing. Yeah. You know, so a lot of respect for that guy. Mm-hmm. Really good. Yeah. yeah. But he's okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's only won 800 championships. Yeah, exactly. Let's, little, let's give Mike Hall a little love. Sure. He responds to everything we send yeah. mm-hmm. instantly. So and we are nobodies in his world that uh, yeah. any sort of yeah. but, that, but that's him, right? He's a global right. guy. That's right. what I'm yeah. I have this obsession with how bad PR people are. Well, and and <laughs> a lot of people in general. <laughs> and, and, yeah, yeah, and, and, like, like, and Mike Hall is one of the best PR people in the business, and he's not even a PR guy. Right, yeah. Because he just responds. We, yeah. we, uh, was that last year with the Joey Hand poll thing at Daytona? Was there last yeah, year? The year yeah, yeah, yeah. It was I, last year. Last year, I wasn't at Daytona because I had no reason to be there. And and I wasn't there because the normal team I work with wasn't there either. So basically, um, Joey Han gets the poll at Daytona. And within 45 minutes of him getting the poll at Daytona, Mike Hall sends us an email saying... Not a reply to something Yeah, we, we hadn't sent. sent anything recently yeah. just because that was the first race after his episode had gone out with that with that season yep. and so fans are coming up to him at the test day and then at the race saying man we loved your episode and blah 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 to the point where within 45 minutes of them getting the poll with the GTLM card Daytona he was like I need to write those guys and say thanks because of all the fan interaction yeah. and we literally had the same thought because we got the email and we're like oh my god that's so nice yeah. he doesn't have to say anything yeah. and then we both went didn't qualifying just like they're still in tech <laughs> you know what I mean and, and he's like let me and like, yeah. that's the kind of guy yeah. he is so. yeah. see that's what he's a global guy right yeah. but, but he has all these balls that he's juggling too but yeah. that's he's that's right. why he's good at that stuff yeah. he can do that and he can do it easily he doesn't ever right. look stressed right he looks serious sometimes yeah. because you know that's what it is but he can do all this stuff at the same he's time he's just got that mm-hmm. confidence yeah. 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 yeah so you have Mike Hall at Ganassi and then you have another guy named Chip yep. at Ganassi mm-hmm. and you've told me a couple of Chip Ganassi stories I'd love yep. for you to <laughs> remind me how they Chip. went one was about a cup of water I think at Phoenix Oh, that was St. Louis. St. Louis? Yeah. 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 Chip, he, again, he's one of those guys you love or hate, right? Yeah. I, I love the guy. He's, you know, w- when you work for someone like that who's that dedicated to what he's doing, mm-hmm. then, and, and but he's a guy who, he, he allows you to do what you've got to do, right? He gives you the tools and then where you go and do it. He turns up every so often and, you know, does what he does. He's, 
he can be flighty sometimes. You know, okay. he can be like up and down. And we were we were in St. Louis, we were racing. I don't I don't exactly remember what precipitated this, and how it happened, how it worked out, but. We, we got a surprise visit in the pits by one of our cars sure. that we didn't know was arriving. <coughs> so it was a scramble to get over the pit wall, get the thing serviced and get the thing out of the way. And and, and it's dangerous. You yeah, know, right. Yeah. It's, there was a lot going on there. And I, I, don't, I don't remember all of the details, but there was something about why didn't you let us know he was coming in, right? Yeah. This is us here in the pit lane yeah right and, and you're like trying to get your guys back together right, exactly we, we were like hot flustered and just like everybody's like what the hell happened here yeah, right. after the event right yeah right so then chip gets off the stand he comes around yelling at us get back in your positions in case we're and I, we'd all just gone and got a drink of water like I'm, yeah right well, that <laughs> <laughs> give him the old like, him with a cup of water yeah. <laughs> and then it was like uh-oh. <laughs> Still my boss. Monday will be like, no job. Right, yeah. <laughs> so everybody looked at me like, what did you just do? What You're like, that? oh my yeah. God. Right. Like, Holy hell. Monday came along, nothing. Nothing, uh, yeah. Still like, you know, whatever. Another day in the life. Another day in the life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, and I didn't ever mention it again. Sure, right, I, yeah. You know, right. You know, yeah. You don't bring that one up. Um, and then <laughs> you used to take your boat to the shop? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I was shop-based and I had, I was in charge of all the departments in the shop, mm-hmm. and I had this boat, a Sanger Hydro. Okay. You know, it's like a flat piece of wood with a huge engine on it. <laughs> <coughs> and I would take it out to one of the local Indiana lakes. It was about an hour drive. So I'd bring the boat to work so I didn't have to go home. Right. So I could go straight from the shop. And it was kind of cathartic. You go out there and you go flat out. Yeah. You drive around until it's dark and then you put it down the trailer and come home. So to save me the journey, I would take it to work and I would back it in under the neck of one of the trailers yeah. in there. So it was like, like at the loading bay. Right. And, yeah. and so there was nothing in there. It was just like that. And it would sit there. And I'd take it out and sometimes I'd bring it back. Or I'd take it home. And, it, and Chip hardly ever came to the shop. Yeah. But I think on a couple of the occasions that he did, and this is Chip, right? He and he sees everything. He's kind <laughs> of all seeing. And he'd been back and forth at the shop over a few months or something. And one day he's there and he said, hey, Steve, what's that sign out the front of the building say? I'm like, what? <laughs> the sign, the front of the building. What does it say? I said, uh, target Chip Ganassi raising? And he went, yeah. Does it say f- Steve Goff boat parking? (laughs) 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 And I went, got it, I understand. Copy, copy that. Yeah, I'll I'll fix that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he could have yelled, he could have done something. But he got the message. He did, exactly, without any fanfare, without, you know, it was like. So this is the part of, uh, not to make it a bigger picture thing, but this is the part of giving people sh that you either accept or don't if you're going to work in right. motorsports because and Ryan and I talk about this all the time because we've we've both lasted for whatever reason um, giving people sh- very rarely is because people are mean it's to correct a behavior right and and it's just the way we do it and, yeah. if, and if you if you don't accept that that's just a correction of behavior not uh, somebody being mean you're never going to last right. exactly so, yeah and you, you see it and you, and you probably I don't know if people from the outside might look at it if they saw it and go, whoa, you know? that's so but mean. Yeah. You see yeah. it all day long. And, yeah, right. But it's just the sniping sometimes, yeah. things. Yeah. and you, I don't have time for like all this niceties and things. It's yeah. like, you know, I get it. And you go, okay. Yeah, yeah, right, you right, get right, it. Right. That's it. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, exactly. I st- overstepped the mark a little bit or something. So how long, what was your time frame at Ganassi? When did you leave? Uh, 2000 and 
six. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. Really long yeah. time. So after Zanardi leaves, some hack Colombian kid out of F3000 yeah. comes over. Yeah. 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 How, <laughs> how obvious was it from, like, first test? That that was, he was, it was there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah day yeah. one. He, he was uh, F3000 guy, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and they did well over there. So we were like the farm. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. They'd bring them over, put them with us, and take them back. And yeah. Do right. whatever they were going to do. Right. And uh, he turned up and... and God, man, he was, he was something, that boy. Mm-hmm. Um, young, didn't say a lot. And there's a whole story about all of that and, and people's perception of him. Mm-hmm. Arrogant, you know, disrespectful, whatever. Well, he was a young guy and, and, it, and it had nothing to do with that, you know. As you got to know him, and he was quick, yeah, uh, it was, it was just a case. He was very shy. Yeah. Now, you wouldn't know that today, right? Because sure. he's the absolute opposite of that. Right. You know? But he was very shy. And I talked to his dad, Pablo. Great, great guy. You know? It was... Um, and I said, you know, he didn't say much. He said, no, you're at home. He doesn't. If we sit and have dinner at the table, he doesn't say anything. Mm-hmm. You know? Unless he's got something to say, he's just quiet. You know? And when you got into the into the indie thing, and everybody said, he's new, and so people ask him questions, we get interviewed, mm-hmm. and he was free, like clipped and short about what he had. didn't have a lot to say so you just say what he needed to say and then move on because he right. didn't want to talk he was like I don't like I'm uncomfortable doing yeah, this stuff yeah. right and so he'd back off and, and so the, the, there was this perception developed and it kind of <coughs> came to a head um, at Indy because at the same time he was racing the kart cars we yeah. in 2000 we did the Indy as a yeah. totally separate deal right? yeah. bought four new cars built and went <coughs> testing and did this kind of stuff and that was my deal and so we went to Indy, and they were still in Japan racing. So we missed the first few days. Only then Indy, nobody there from Ganassi. Right. The, they, the day that they all flew back, and we had the cars in pit lane, because that was surrounded by reporters and TV people, and goodness knows what. He gets in the car, and there's cameras going on, and you know all that kind of stuff. Goes out, does some laps, comes back in. Goes out, does some laps, comes back in. Goes out, does a few more laps, comes back in again. And that was it. We were taking it back to the garage. Mm-hmm. He was quicker than anybody, you know, after three days of yeah. you know, whatever it was. Right. And so when they were, they, they accosted him, <laughs> essentially accosted him, and said, hey, you know, one more day. Well, that was easy. Yeah. yeah, that was easy. And without going into explanations, yeah. he just said it was easy. You know, that was it. we were going to go back and do whatever. Right. Well, of course, that was like Montoya disrespects Speedway. Yeah, you know, right. blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it, and, and what he was actually trying to say was, I just got out of a thousand horsepower car. Yeah. Yeah, at Motegi, right. yeah. and I got into this, which revs to like 8,500 RPM, yeah, and yeah. it's flat around here, because yeah. Yeah, we had all downforce dialed <coughs> into it, and it was like, yeah, right, right, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he's like, just got it, yeah, that was easy, not scared, so yeah. Yeah. it was a perspective thing, yeah. and mm-hmm. but that, but that stuck with him, yeah, yeah, but then he won, and you know, yeah, people kind of screw you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me my trophy, Mario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, was, that was pretty cool, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Good day. Yeah. Not anymore. Yeah. He's just like the most gregarious guy. Yeah, we had him on our live show. We did at Watkins Glen this year. Yeah. And he was without knowing us, and he did not yeah, hold. Yeah. He got right into it. Like he <laughs> yeah. knew. It's like he knew exactly what we needed. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, we didn't get a chance to like, hey, here's what we're gonna do today. It was yeah. like, can you go up there real quick, Sarvin Rush? He's like, all right. <laughs> and he's just like this and that, and this and that. I'm out of here. Like I, again, thank right? you. Yeah, he's done it all. <coughs> you know, right. he's seen Nothing's it all now. You know, he's just he, he, people ask me what he's like. I said, well, he's he's just like when I first met him, he was like 22 or 23, right. little shit. <laughs> now he's just little <laughs> kids of his own. Right? right. Yeah, with his own little. <laughs> <shit>. right. <Yeah. laughs> 
So you ran the Speedway a bunch of times. Um, did you work with Tony Renner? Not directly, yeah. because I was the shop-based thing then. Yeah. I was there. So you, when were you at that test? No, no luckily no. no. Yeah. yeah. No, but you know, it was early in the morning and you know, yeah. we were in tune with it and got the call. This yeah. doesn't have to be sort of on the record, so to speak, but how bad was that? Bad. Yeah. Yeah, really they, bad. They say that if that had happened during a race, we wouldn't have an Indy 500 anymore. No. Yeah. No. It, it was yeah. about the worst you can imagine. It was yeah. it's just awful. Yeah. 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 Pat Long, right? Yeah. Big fan of good, Tony's. Good close friend. Yeah. Him and I yeah. talked about it yeah. Yeah. a while ago, a few years ago, you know, because he's, you know, he was kind of his. He was a big fan of Tony's. And <coughs> we didn't talk about it, any of that for a long time, but it kind of brought it all back. And yeah. I, remember it, I remember that day was just horrendous, you know. Yeah. yeah. Just so close to everything. And such yeah. a cool guy. And, and just his career, like, it was just a yeah, here we go. Just big on step, the verge. right? Yeah. Yeah. Bam. And he was good. You know? yeah. yeah. It all went bang in a second, you know. And from what I know to this day, no one really knows what went wrong as far as the car. Correct. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of speculation yeah. and data's for what it's worth is there mm -hmm. and they made some changes to the cars after that which yeah. <coughs> seemed to calm that kind of thing down we think that's just what it was it's yeah. was just a series of situations and nothing broke we don't think yeah, right. it just cold tires low grip early morning yeah it just skipped out and yeah. then, then the air took then the aero yeah. took over yeah at that point yeah passenger up into the stands yeah yeah, yeah. yep and uh, and for you guys, it had to be rough because, from what I remember, and my memory may be skewed on this, but he was replacing Kenny Breck, mm -hmm. so it had been a bad few months already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yep, that was a big one. Yeah, yeah. So we, you know, we we think we're better than that now. Sure. You know, overall, yeah. I think the yeah. cars are right. <coughs> they've kind of contained that kind of thing for the most part. Yeah, you, know, you can't control everything, but yeah, I think for the most part, we, we, they've done a good job mm -hmm. yeah. with all that stuff. Yeah. So we do a pass-along question. Last night we had dinner with Terry Yearwood, who is a longtime Skip Arbor chief instructor, former road racer, drag racer. And his question was essentially, uh, what's your best Montoya story? Oh, okay. Let's go with this one. <laughs> we had just one Indy. Yeah. So the next day, <laughs> the, the next day. <laughs> that old thing. The next day. Yeah, that old thing. The next day you get to go in and you do all the official all the photos, photographs. Yeah. Right? So yeah. Monday morning. And... Everybody's there bright and early and hungover because yeah. you've been out of the banquet the night before. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're there. And, and, and again, this goes back to the old one who hates, you know, just not a public No, he's not. Persona, he was just yeah. so shy. And, yeah. and, he just, and it, it just wears on him. It wore on him back then. So it, it takes a while because it's all free. You know, do this, take this photograph, you go next. Yeah. And, and I'm there, I'm hungover. <laughs> and I'm sitting on a golf cart and you can see he's getting agitated. And I'm, he's like, Steve, come over here. We need to take a picture with you know, the trophy, him mm -hmm. and me. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, ah, oh, okay. So now I'm starting to feel like him, you see, so I'm like, ah, oh, just, yeah. So we take just the picture. enjoy it. Then he's, yeah. then he's like, okay, then it all, uh, and then we're walking away. And then, walking along, he's like, oh, I'm glad that's over, you know. I'm like, oh. I said, yeah, I know you feel. I said, but I'll tell you what, I've got a favor that I need from you. Oh, what? <laughs> what is it? I said, come with me. Oh, I really want to go back to the hotel and just jump in the sauna. I said, listen, I said, you just won the Indy 500. You know, not many people get to do that. I can't do that. I can go jump in a sauna any time I want, but you just won the Indy 500. Yeah. So I've got something I want you to do. What is it? I'll tell you when we get there. Can you just, like, do me this one favor? Okay. So we waddle off and back to what the old Velveline garage down there. And I'm hungover, and he's 
you know, just annoyed. <laughs> so <laughs> we, we get in there, and there's nobody in the speedway okay. except us. And walk in the door, and when you walked in, there was all these cases of oil. Okay. And they all stacked up, and just that, you know. And they built like a staircase, and I said, hey, take a look at the top of that wall up there. And he's like, what? And I look up there, and he sees all this writing on the wall. Yeah. He said, what's that? I said, come and have a look. Yeah, take this with you. And hands him a pen, right? Okay. And the velveting guy's in. And so he's like, oh, he crawls up this wall, and he looks up there, and there's all these old Indy 500 winners that have signed the wall. Okay. And he looks down, and he's like, really? I'm like, yeah, really. That's what you get to do now, because you just won the Indy 500. Yeah. Said, this is so fucking cool. Yeah, I got his name up there. I don't even know if that thing still exists. Right, right. But nobody knew it was there. Okay. Nobody, yeah. you, you just kind of, I, I got the word from the Volvo and goes, hey, when you're done, Tell can you do this there? Yeah. I never knew it was there after yeah. all the time I've been there, you know. Right, yeah. yeah. But see, this is the thing, and, and this is the thing about Watt. He was appreciative of it because this is something people didn't know about. He was a scholar of the Indy 500. Right. He read about that thing some when he was a kid. He always wanted to do it. And he could tell you so many things about that race. Right. That... If you asked him, he might tell you, but he's not going to volunteer, right? Sure. Yeah. And this is something he didn't know about. Yeah. There's yeah. a tradition. And it's tradition, so it's even cooler. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that was just, that was him being the real one Montoya, right? Yeah. I just wanted to leave for this is a fucking yeah. sign next to these yeah. names. And it's something that you actually physically touch, and there's no pomp and circumstance. Right. Yep. So it's yeah. just as it's genuine as it can be. Exactly. Yeah. It's outside of that whole other thing that we've just been yeah. through, the you know, right. banquet yeah. and that photographs. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. This to him was real. That's yeah. the Indy 500 means I get to do this. Right. Yeah. That, right. that was that's pretty that's damn cool. That's cool. cool. Yeah. 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 Why did you tell us that story earlier? Yeah. See, it was it wasn't <laughs> one of those embarrassing stories. It was actually pretty damn so cool. So he's butt naked. He has no idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now I've never seen that. No, I've never <laughs> too either. Okay, so tonight we're gonna have dinner with Decal, Paul Kelly, longtime sports car legend. Uh, sure. <laughs> if you ever ask him anything, what would it be? What would be the craziest non-racing thing you've seen on the road. I like it. I like it. Excellent. Because racing is easy to see crazy. Yeah. yeah. If you're on the road that often, there's got to be something. Yeah, yeah that's God exactly. only knows. That's just yeah, I could never something. do it. And I've been run over too, so I, I, I get that. Who ran you over? Alex. Uh, Zanardi? Mine was Fontana. So it was right. Last race of the season. It was actually pretty cool. It was right. my fault, but, you know. So just... The vent and air jack base. Oh, yeah. when, when you're like in the middle, you get it wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you, and you're kind of prone on the car. You can't get off. Yeah. So once you're in there, you're kind of stuck. And we had this whole process whereby um, you couldn't do it with Michael because he would just drive away and yeah, yeah. run you over. Yeah. <laughs> so we, as soon as the tires are done, I dump it on the ground. Yeah. So better head height for the fuel. Sure. And then I get my whatever hand that was free, and I just anchor it and then push off once the thing vented. Yeah. And we're in Fontana, and I, and of course, you know, you're looking at all the tires to make sure something's going on. And okay, dump it down, and I see something. I'm not. Uh oh, something's off. Yeah. Yeah. So our plan always was, jack it back up, fix it, and then go. So Otherwise, yeah. it'll all turn to hell, right? So I went to go back in, and that wasn't oh. what was happening at all. The yeah. car was like, you're right. Up until that point in time, I always thought I can get out of the way. Yeah. Yeah, I got it. I hold yeah, it. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. I have no idea what happened until afterwards, but I went. It went up my right leg and just ripped me yeah. straight down. So I went through the bodywork, took yeah. all the left side bodywork off through the under tray. Right. Yeah. But just took it off, right? <laughs> and then the thing went up but across up. here, across my back, across my head. And we were wearing helmets. Thank God, yeah. yeah. And the only thing I remember was like Fontana, right? There was nothing. And it was quiet, kind of. Yeah. But all I could see is a car driving that way down pit 
lane. Right. I'm sitting in pit lane, like, actually like this, my legs towards pit out. Yeah. I'm sitting upright like this. My radio is weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's a but it's, it's like this curly cord. It's like it's stretched out. Yeah, I'm right. like, and I could just think, and I'm, and I'm pulling <laughs> back in like this. I'm still sitting there. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's still working too, and I hear it. And then the driver calls me, he's like, what? What happened? What happened? Is everything all right? And then Chip's voice comes in the radio. Don't worry, keep going. It was only Steve. And I'm like, <laughs> it was only Steve. <laughs> <laughs> there I am sitting in the middle right. of the like, Everybody's like, ah. Yeah, you're like, am I alive right now? Yeah. They drag me back over the wall. Yeah. And I, it's like, jeez, I got the vents all broken off. And then shit sure. happened. And, and I'm like, I'm freaking out. And of course, we had a guy, Todd, who used to come up and patrol back at pit lane in a cart. He okay. was a medical guy, right? Yep. He was kind of the guy. So Todd comes over and he's like, let me take a look at you. And I said, I'm all right, I'm fine, I'm fine. Don't worry about it, you know. And I don't want anything to happen to the car because we're chasing the championship at this point. Right. Race. And it's all different now. You get black flag for all that kind oh, of Oh, sure, car. yeah, yeah. That'll yeah. help. So Todd comes along. Yeah, what's wrong? I said, oh, I'm okay, okay. And of course, I'm, everything's all ripped up. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Right. And, and I said, get a new vent on the thing, you know. So they've got a new vent thing on it. I said, let me have it to see if I can hold it because... As it turned out, all these fingers were hyperextended, and these <laughs> ones got broken, and it was just a complete mess. And I and it hurt like shit hold this thing, like. And I went, wow, two stops left. If I really screwed up, that's 15 seconds. It's 30 seconds of pain I have to put up with. You know, I'm, I'm good to go. Yeah. And it, new gloves and new everything else, and and I just want people to get away from me. Like, just <laughs> go away. Don't attract any attention. And I and I was like, just like. Then about 30 minutes later, I was like, I started to feel pain. Like, oh, no, oh, it comes. Bad move. Todd, he eventually let me stay there. He said, okay, you can stay as long as you come see me after the race. You know, just, you've got to come down. Okay, that's the deal. And then I was like, well, oh, maybe that wasn't such a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I feel sick. You know, like, yeah, right, oh. right, wait, wait, no, broken. Everything's uh, broken. Yeah. And we did two more stops, and, and I think we finished third or something. We won the championship. Jimmy, I think Jimmy won the race. So we finish and then down the podium and all the boys drag me down the pit <laughs> lane. Like, you know, and we get there and Zanani's up there. He's like freaking out. Like, Are you okay? okay? But I'm good, but i got to go to the medical thing. Right, like, right. Off I went. And they drag me around there like, and they broken this and dislocated this and fucking <laughs> busted that. And right. like, yeah. Did I never get run of it? I had weeks yeah, off work. I would like that too. Did Chip send you a uh, invoice for like broken body parts or anything? <laughs> <laughs> If he did, I ignored it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, screw that I'll, up and throw in the trash. I'll get right on that. Oh, no. So you spent time after Ganassi with uh, PKB mm -hmm. and Dale Coyne, I think. Is that right? No. Okay. No so Steve Erickson got that wrong. The, the, yeah. the, the Dale Coyne one. They got PKV. Yep. And then you end up from there to Highcroft? From there to Highcroft. Okay. So yep. Highcroft was, uh, is it, are they still a shop? Is there still something going on no. up there? No. Okay. So Highcroft was Duncan Dayton's race team mm -hmm. that for the longest time he ran historic stuff. And then mm -hmm. when the Acura prototype program came along, he got one of the three out yep. allotments that they did of, of cars. Yep. And you were a part of that program. Yep. Did any of your Honda experience have anything to do with that? Because you yes. guys have run. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Rob Hill was there as team manager. Okay. And Rob and I worked together at Ganassi and we worked mm -hmm. together, you know, a bunch of places. And so I guess when you're as old as me, <laughs> people know who you are, right? Sure, right. <laughs> you know, kind of right. Thing. So it, it just like was one of those things. Okay, we need somebody, that guy. Um, but he basically starts his Highcroft program. You come in and you're one of the guys mm -hmm. spearheading that. And you went on to have some really good success. Yeah. David Brabham and, and yep. Scott Sharp and yep. the lot. Stephanie Hansen the first yeah, year. Yeah, for sure. Sean knows yep. him. Yep. Yep. I don't really know him. Well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> so at what point does HPD come on and say, hey, you're, you're coming with us? That was um, the end of 2011. Okay. And basically at that point in time, uh, the Patron money had dried up for us. Yeah. 
so I talked to Steve Erickson and, and I said, hey Steve, you, don't, you know, you have your finger on the pulse in this industry. If anybody knows of anything that's going on, mm -hmm. you know, give me a call. Yeah. So if you see anything that's, he said, well, I, I've had this idea in my head, you know, for a while about, you know, we're Asian people. Um, and we kind of need somebody on the chassis sort of thing so we can, you know, work on integration and all that kind of stuff. And we have customer programs that maybe they you know, can help out. Right. So we had this discussion and it kind of went from there. So they offered me a job at HPD uh, doing chassis support to the point where you know, I end up doing more IndyCar races and the sports car stuff. Mm -hmm. So I kind of, I just go back and forth between the two. Right. And that's kind of, it started all from, from back in 2011. Sure. And then it kind of evolved from there. Yeah, Steve's quote was, he hired you without having a position for you. Right. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of interesting. It doesn't normally happen. So you've been in this for a long time, and, and uh, I hate to be that old curmudgeon who's like, ah, the kids don't get it anymore. But oh, yeah. there's a new rash of engineers and mechanics that come through, and you've now been through a few decades. What, um, what can a young guy do to either impress you or make you never want to work with him again? <laughs> the, one of the things that I've seen whether it's now or 20 or 30 years ago is you can generally filter out the guys that aren't going to make it yeah. pretty early on Yeah, because they just you can tell who wants to wear a shirt and who really wants to be there right? and they and last a day or a week or in something. other words the one who wants to be there the guy that's taking photos of himself at the track yeah exactly that's, yeah right. okay. that one thing that we that in general I think we notice is people aren't as well rounded as they used to be because they maybe not their own fault they don't have the same um Backgrounds, yeah. and and probably because it's not available. Because like when you started, you could assemble, you could fab, you could do everything, yeah, and everybody only, did every other. Right, every the other only way you got through. Yeah, I like people that are, that are, that um, can put their hand to a lot of different things because you're going to be asked to do a lot of different things. Yeah, it doesn't matter what your actual position is, you're going to have to do some other stuff. Right. There's no, you know, like it's not like a tightly defined corridor or anything. Yes, yeah. there's all these deviations and and thing. You. You just have to accept that a lot of days are going to be Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they absolutely. Are. And it's how you deal with it. Yeah. And that's what people always tell me, why are you always smiling? Yeah, why? You know, just like, well, I enjoy this, you know. I'm yeah. Like, you know, I, we talk about Atlanta a couple of years in a row. We rode a car off on Thursday morning in turn one. Two yeah. years in a row. Yeah. Two tops. We worked night and day, night and day for two days to get them back again. And at the end of it, we were still smiling, you know. Yeah. And, but... If you don't, then you're not going to last. You shouldn't be there. You have to enjoy yeah. it. You have to understand that part of it. Does the, I mean, IndyCar and sports car these days are arguably uh, more homologated, more buy yes. the pieces off the truck kind right. of mentality than they ever were in, in the heyday. Yeah. Do you think that kills some of the broad skill set that, yes. that you used to be appealing? Absolutely. Yeah. And this is one of the things that we do too. <clears throat> and one of the reasons I really like going to India is to see the older stuff. Yeah. My t shirt. Yeah, right? yeah, I was noticing that so all <laughs> our, our good buddy Rick Duman at Duman's. Turn four restoration out of Brownsburg, Indiana. Cool. Some guys I work with at Ganassi work there too. Okay. But that car um, on your shirt, when it when it hit a wall, <laughs> somebody had to repound it out. Somebody had to reweld yep. something, and now it's just to go yep. get it off the Delora right. truck. Right. So, so when we're at Indy, you know, we have three or four offices, and it's full of engineers running through data, doing all kinds of stuff. Head down, laptop, blah blah. And I and I've done this. I've gone in there and said, Hey, listen, you guys, you need to get your heads out of those laptops. Go out there walk through gasoline go to the pit lane and have a look at all those really cool cars that are lined yeah. up down there yeah. you know, and tell them if you can find two the same yeah. they might have the same engine but they've got right. different turbos right. they might have different turbos they've got something else right? go have a look at why you and I are here right now yeah. and go and see that 
and listen to them and watch them run and do all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because there is there are multiple generations of people that haven't seen a lot of that stuff now. Yeah. And they are just like you know, in this little box. And, and there's so much other cool stuff out there that you can enjoy about this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Indie, the uh, memorabilia show at Indy every year I go. Yeah, Angela and I went last year, went the year before, and I tried to buy some. I didn't buy anything this year, did I? No, you, you no, I didn't. <laughs> no, we bought the bricks, but they were for Troy. Troy yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and I, and I tried to get some. And we brought the it. photos, the black and white photos. Oh, Remember yeah, the yeah. large prints? Yeah, that, that yeah. Was, yeah, yeah. I, I tried to get something, you know. Yeah. I bought an old uh, um, Offy model yeah. oh, engine, you know, yeah. once, like an old one that yeah. was on a plaque, numbered kind of thing, you know. <laughs> and I bought, I bought a 64 Watson Roadster, that um, AJ's car. And then I had AJ sign it. Oh, you know, that's cool. Yeah. And and I, that was that was an experience too. Because this thing's you know it's a, it's a die cast. It's metal. Right. And it's whatever. Then I was t- I took it around to the garage. AJ, do you, do you want to sign that? Oh, yeah, sure. And so I gave him the pen. And I thought, oh, this will be the end of this thing. This big ham-fisted guy's going right. to. Yes. And he <laughs> reaches out like this, and he picks it up, and he's like, puts it down, <laughs> like very gently. He gets his finger like this, and he gets this, and he goes like, like oh. this, and he signs it, and he walked away, and we're like. Wow. That's impressive. Like he that's really little, cared yeah, about yeah. oh, He yeah. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 And he, then he started talking about it. Like yeah. All the yeah. stories. I love talking to that guy. You know? And so that's India. That's what the young people sometimes don't, they've never been exposed to it, so they don't see it. Right. And they don't, you know, kind of understand the craftsmanship in yeah. it. Yeah. So I drag people around sometimes and they're like, come check this out. You know, right. this oh, old man cough is taking me out again. <coughs> there we go. It's true. That, that's it. It's, it's, there's, there are less, I say well-rounded, it's probably the wrong thing to say, but less rounded, you know, less generalized skill sets. Sure. Everything's more specific these days. Yeah. And, you know, that's the way it is. Okay. I, I yeah. get it. I'm good. having to learn the other side of it, you know, all those kind of things. Yeah. So yeah. There's a whole lot of crossover that goes on yeah. these days. That, 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 and for me, that's good. I like being useful in different things as well, you know. So if there was going to be a Steve Goff legacy left behind, what would you want it to be? The fact that I never gave up. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Done. And it was over. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's that. Yeah. No, no bullshit answer. Right there. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't believe in that. You know? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Tony Stewart yeah. has been driving us around the country very kindly. He's in my MDX, which you took a picture of and sent to me. <laughs> I just saw it. <laughs> so we got to go get him uh, maybe over to... St. Pete? Maybe to St. Pete. Yeah. Introduce Tony to decal. Maybe to Texas. Or, yeah, to meet an astronaut. We'll see. Yeah. By the way, Continental's got the check. I'm finished. Steve Goff, I honestly, I'm just so happy to have him on our show because he's just a great guy, super friendly, and honest. Any time I've ever had a question since I joined the Acura Factory programs, I could go to him. It didn't matter what it was, and he tried to help me out, and I was really appreciative of that because I'm, I'm the new guy, you know. And then finding out that he worked with Ayrton Senna and all these badasses was just like, oh wow, okay, cool. So great times having him and his lovely, lovely girlfriend Angela, who also races a Honda Civic just like me. Anything that? He's cool. All right. You know who's also cool? Uh, go on. Fans. Fans are cool. Fans who tag. Cat Metal Tire. And Acura or Honda and thank them for their support. Right. Goes a long way. Speaking of which, we want to go a long way to meeting Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. So make that happen, fans. We don't know how to make that happen. We were kind of hoping you did. Um, play some music. This is Station. You can find them at stationband.com. This song is I Won't Break Your Heart. 
Cause you know 